and welcome to episode 117 of RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop role-playing games, and we comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. And in the spirit of Christmas, the hobby just keeps on giving. Right, yeah. Yep, uh, get that poo emoji ready. <laughs> I am John Maxley Oshlo, favorite curmudgeon critic and judge along with me as usual is uh, uh that, that guy over there brett heathen dog grissomer <laughs> how are you today sir i am well uh hello everyone uh no uh kevin and sean were supposed to be here today they were scheduled to be here today as max and likes just, to say it, but uh uh a death happened in uh in their friend zone so uh they have to deal with that and uh, we understand i am saddened because I'm the one who wanted to make them cry. I didn't want to make, make them cry for emotional reasons. I wanted to make them cry because I'm right and they're wrong. And in, in the face of my superiority, they, they, they feel weak and awful. That's what I wanted, but I'm not going to get that. And I'm not going to kick someone coming back down. on That's the show now. What's that? <laughs> so there goes any chance of them being on the show now. <laughs> and I'm not going to kick them when they're down. That's just mean. So, you know, there's that. But I am going to kick them in absentia because uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Rift's ultimate uh, new rules today. And uh, I got I got some feelings and thoughts on that. And they're not going to like them. Okay. Well, uh, that'll be segment one. Segment two, we're going to have thoughts and feelings about uh, Watsy changing race. Something that's always been in the history of Dungeons and Dragons to now be species. Evermore are they moving Dungeons and Dragons away from what was Dungeons and Dragons. Now, now it's just super, uh, oh god, I can never say the word superfluous. Uh, whatever the fuck that word superfluous. is. Superfluous. Yeah, I can't say it. <laughs> My lips will not form that. Um, it's just because let's be let's be honest. Dungeons and Dragons is dead, right? I mean, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, as we know, is dead. Right. I say that the death started in third edition. I know some people are like, I like third edition. Well, I don't, just because you like it doesn't mean it was good. Third, yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the death, it was dying, if not already dead, from third edition to fifth edition. And now the nonsense that they've started ever since Tasha's and beyond. It's not Dungeons and Dragons anymore. It's Watsy Fantasy uh, role-playing game. And this is just, everything now is just adding little needles you know, little pine needles on top of the uh, on top of the massive, you know, uh, I can't think of terms. Burial mound. 
No, I was thinking, uh, I have one outside. Um, Jesus Christ. I use it every day and I compost? can't think of it. Yeah, thank you. Compost you stack. Go. Jesus. Words. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, is, is it really, does it really matter? Well, we'll talk about it in segment two. But uh, there we go. That's what it's going to be. 5e includes bioessentialism, I know. Well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, Al, you type like that again. I'm going to have Heathen Dog ban you for, for 300 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see what he said. There you go. That's what happened. Yep. That'll be actually kind of a point that I bring up. Oh, good. So, anything fun happened with you this week? Uh, well, last uh, couple days ago, Friday, we uh, we we played a game of riffs online. About about what was it? Like three hours? I think it's closer to four. Closer to four. Okay, somewhere around there. Yeah. And uh, I had a good time. And uh, Max had a had a better time than he thought he would. Yeah. By his own admission, so that was great. Um, if Max, if you have the link, I put it in chat so people can check it out if they want to. It's uh the uh, Gatekeepers channel, right? Mm, no. No, no we're, Gate, Gatekeepers does doesn't have a channel. Oh, really? I thought uh, they did by now. Uh, uh, no, it's a Friday Night Chill stream. Okay, Friday Night Chill stream. So uh, check it out. Watch, just watch the last one. Yeah, just watch the last Friday Night Chill stream. It's a. And it's, if you're watching this more. in the future, it's actually labeled Riffs One Shot, so you'll find it. You'll find it. Yeah. The, the, well... What? <sighs> what happened? Never mind. What just happened? <laughs> Did you have a stroke? I, I no, but I think people in chat are having strokes. Why? <laughs> God, I we don't need to be pedantic, folks. Let's 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 allow for there to be some variance. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah. So they actually did have a really good time with that. Like you said, uh, and I said it on the Friday Night Show stream, much better time than. Uh, that I thought I was going to have. I, I don't want to say I went kicking and screaming. I, I went looking forward to play, but it was kind of looking forward to play like, well, all right, let me go. Let me go play this game of riffs and then move on with my life or whatever. <laughs> By the time it was done, it was like, when are we playing the next game of riffs? So, <laughs> you didn't even get to fire missiles. No, well, that is true. It's, it's <laughs> funny because I saw the commentary after that about uh, about the expectations of that. I would have fired my missiles if it wasn't yeah. for the fact that people were in my way. Well, the thing is, uh, when you, the reason you didn't fire your missiles is because you you're you're thinking of the real life blast radius of a missile, but in rifts, it's anywhere between five and twelve feet. That's it. Okay, but you were on top of the thing trying to be tentacled. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Nerdy Ogre was being tentacled and sucked into it. Oh, he was inside. And he was perfectly. No, he wasn't. But he almost died from my fusion block. So yeah, right. yeah, okay. well, yeah. And then uh, somebody else was like, uh, "Was it? Was it the crazy?" Oh, he uh, was Randy's plenty character? far enough away. He was plenty far enough away. Uh, yeah, no, no. He he was literally at the end of that rope that we tied around him. So he had plenty more than twelve feet. Okay. Away. Well, so he was. I, you know what? I still didn't want to. I understand. I understand. Because I was rolling twenties and twos yeah i had three 20s in that in that in one night i was like yeah but i also had like four twos and i think a one or two uh also so anyway no, i was i i had fun i i you know 
it always takes me a couple of uh, sessions for me to really get into the headspace of my character and like how the group dynamic works and so forth. But I think we picked it up fairly well. Uh, a couple of, if there are any improvements that I would make for the next time, uh, somebody sent an email saying, hey, maybe have a whiteboard or something. Yeah, I think that's a I good idea. But, you know, because again, you know that I don't like miniatures like every five foot spacing, but I do like to have a visual kind of representation of what's going on. I think that would be a good idea. And we can do that here in StreamYard, no problem. Easy. Uh, yep. And then the other one was identify the characters beforehand or do a little bit better job of identifying the characters up front. You don't have to say, hi, my name is Max. And I'm a, but uh, we, I mean, we can either do it through role playing or we could just do a quick round robin like that. Like, hey, well, uh, I'm Max. I'll be playing the the, the robot pilot, uh, Heathen Dog over there. Uh, sorry, Sergeant McCool over there will be playing. Uh, Sergeant Major. Uh, Sergeant Major. Sergeant Lieutenant, <laughs> we're just making up ranks now. <laughs> Mercenary uh, Sergeant Major. I, I got to. I had some people comment on that, saying that that was funny. That at the end of it, instead of promoting the new guys, we promoted ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not surprising. <laughs> well, I was joking around with the promotions, but I don't care either way. I mean, but uh, anywho, um, no, without beating a dead horse, you guys can watch it. Uh, like it says on the last Friday Night Chill stream, it was it was a good time and. Uh, I mean, I generally like the way uh, his name makes me laugh. RPG is dumb. I like the way uh, Jacob uh, presented it. Like, mm -hmm. was it perfect? No, I don't think anything's perfect in this world. Was it good enough for me to have a good time? Yep. So that's it. Um, anything else for you this week? Um, my wife's birthday was uh, Friday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> well, I was, I was role-playing on stream during, during your birthday. <laughs> How'd that go over? It went over really well. I, we, we, we did presents and stuff beforehand, went out to dinner, stuff like that early. So it was fine. Cool. And uh, yeah, she had a good time. And, uh, you know, she got presents. And uh, one, one of the presents was on back order. So she ended up getting another present yesterday, which was, you know, great. You you like having was it, was, uh, was was it you in a bow tie? No, no, oh. no. She's like, what kind of present is that? And get that anytime I want. And she's not wrong. <laughs> no, no, it was a uh, it was some uh, crafty stuff that uh, you can only get online, and mm -hmm. uh, they were out of stock, so she didn't get it until. But she, you know, when your birthday turns into your birthdays, it's always nice. Yeah, it's like the twelve days of Christmas, the twelve days of my birthday. Na 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 na. What the hell is this? And you look at a, like a turtle doves. The fuck is a turtle dove? I don't even know. I don't know what a turtle dove. It just pooped. Whatever it was. <laughs> Thanks. Now I have something to clean up. I'm glad you made you kept me uh, gainfully employed. <laughs> oh wait, that'd be your job. Oh crap. Exactly. <laughs> what about you? Uh, not much. Uh, kind of trying to figure out some work stuff still, like normal. You know, as soon as you know, all of a sudden we start thinking that I've got a job and then I don't again. So, you know, I mean, I have a job. <laughs> I get I get paid. What is it I do? Eh. Um, <laughs> this has been going on for what, almost a year now where a year. They, what are you talking about? We're talking almost two years, almost two years. Sorry, where where you you get tasks that you are not able to perform because they are outside the, the uh, scope of your authority. 
Really, for about the last year or so, what we've been waiting on is somebody to make a decision. And the decisions that are being made so far are, uh, how would you call them? Not bad decisions. Um, Non-committal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can't do that. Why? Because it requires this. You know that there's a waiver for everything, right? Uh, that's work. <laughs> that's what I've been running into. So, hey, Hunger the Star, very good to see you. Let's actually, yeah, let's say hello to the folks in chat. Then let's uh, let's go for. I have nothing else as far as this week goes. I really have nothing else going on. Um, just in case people care, the Titan Robotics Kickstarter, of course, made its goal. But uh, I think we helped push it. I I'm going to take credit again because I posted on our Discord and I saw the numbers start to go up. I said, hey guys, let's get this over a thousand. We're at one or nine eighty six. Let's get it over a thousand backers. Well, guess what? It's over a thousand backers. It's all thanks um, to you. It's all all me. All yep. me. Kevin, Sean. Indisputable. Indisputable evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, what else? Do, 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 do. That's about it that I can think of in the gaming world. I'm, you know, I've been spending too much money. I've I'm actually down six thousand dollars this year. So uh, you know, I gotta kind of stop spending money. So I'm not buying games or any other nonsense. Although uh I didn't get it in yet, but so crafty knows crafty. I tried that uh website that you said where i could get uh i could print out notebooks mm -hmm. or, or print out game books it's only spiral bound i don't want spiral bound but in this case i went with spiral bound because it was that uh that tables book and we'll see how it comes in there is a noticeable no no a significant <laughs> price difference between getting it in color and getting it in black and white it wasn't like oh it's double the cost no it was like I don't know, it's like 30 bucks or something. I, I can't remember what the price was. 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever, uh, black and white. And then like $250 in color. Wow. Something like, oh, what the hell? That's so, well, yeah, I definitely got it in black and white. Yeah. And then it also, I couldn't get the cool spi uh, spiral, uh, the, the hard plastic, because once you go past like 500 pages or 300 pages, you can only get the shitty, you know, the wide kind of gnarly plastic stuff. But we'll see how that works out. But, uh, as right, we'll see in a comment today, though, somebody might have another option to Lulu, just it's expensive. Oh, okay. Hang on. Popper Knight here says, my wife literally celebrates the entire month of her birthday. Well, you need to figure out a way to make her more humble because when when <laughs> when women start putting on airs like that, they, they get uh, not only undesirable, but unable to be lived with. So I don't know if you got to tune her up a little bit, you know, do, do a little Connery <laughs> smack. Wow. But, uh, you... You gotta, you gotta get that shit in check, or else she's gonna run you over. Okay, there you go. PSA from Heathen. Who do we have in chat? We have my Hawkman here. We have Mage's Musings here. Good to see you, Nor. Oh God, Nor was spying on me. Hungar yep. is here. Good to see you, Hungar. Starvarian L. Popper Knight. Uh, Papana. Is that how you say that? Good to see you. Uh, CBK Ply. Iron Man is here. I know some of these folks had thoughts about uh, about the RPG. <laughs> That we have the Rifts game. Hey, Dan Bloodworth is here as well. By the way, um, some of these folks have channels. So like Unscripted and Unchained RPG Review. If you are not subscribed to Unscripted and Unchained RPG Review, you are a bad, bad person and you should be. That goes true for uh, Hungar the Starvarian as well. Check out Hungar the Starvarian's channel. He doesn't post a lot because he keeps throwing himself. I, I think he does this on purpose. Like, oh, I got to put up a video. Let me go to the hospital instead. There's a weird correlation there that just isn't working out for me. So stop going to the hospital and just make your goddamn videos. Uh, 
Anybody else here with channels that we know of? Hey, Sir Coffee, good to see you. All right. Smack Max around. Is up with that? Wow. <laughs> you know, for a, for a very very small Asian girl, she she's pretty lippy. You might want to <laughs> might want to connery her up too. Um, she's got the yakuza behind her, so uh, and you, and we're gonna talk about that in segment two, how she's oh, actually Asian. Got it. <laughs> Unlike a Canadian Asian, Canadian Canadian Stan. I don't know. All right, Canadastanian. So, Canadastanian. That that is correct. And uh, you want to thank all of our. Uh, oh my God, I cannot talk. I want to thank all of our monetary backers, those who subscribe and cheer, those who are members and provide the super chats. Thank you very much. We have lost a few members the last month. Uh, mostly been told that it is because of you know Christmas time, and you know once uh, once this is over, there'll be members again. That's fine. You don't have to justify anything to me. It's your time, your money. But uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, all the super chats and all the subscriptions and uh, memberships and so forth that we get. So thank you very much for that. Also want to thank our chatters and our lurkers, our followers and subscribers. That's right. You folks on here who keep, uh, you know, keep the chat flowing. Really do appreciate that. And of course, the charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project. And you guys pretty much know about that by now. We'll start uh, focusing on that again next year. But there's always a donation link if you want to. Just that last second here, get that charitable donation in before tax season starts. And of course, we have join us on Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of amazing uh, Dirty Casuals. Dirty Casuals. Okay, I'll add that to the list. Is a team of I mean forget the word amazing, just dirty casuals. Multiplayer go. games for your mockery and enjoyment. I have not watched the last few streams, unfortunately. Last night I was scrambling to try to figure out what to do for today. Uh, so how have things been going on those? Uh, you're still doing DDO, right? We are. We are. And uh, Thursday we did pretty well. I don't, I don't think, uh, I think we only had one death and no no team wipes. Saturday, eh, not so much. Had a couple of problems. I, I think there, there was a moment where I was the only one left for about five minutes. <laughs> I was the only one standing for a while. But uh, yeah, we, we ended up pushing through. It's nice. So um, I have I have a pre-stream ask for you. Shoot. Are you interested in having a third person for segment two? Who? Your wife? Does it she matter? Doesn't be, she doesn't want to be on here. No, it's not her. Oh. Somebody we know we've hung out with before. Okay. It's up to you. Be DM Bloodworth. Oh. oh, okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I was hoping it'd be somebody from the Asians podcast. But, you know, come on in. Defend yourself. From the Canadians podcast. Here. All right. Uh, <laughs> where was I here on Fridays and Sundays? Stop by Legionist YouTube channel where we live stream fundamentals and overviews tabletop role-playing games and provide opinions and commentary on the tabletop rpg hobby my god i have to update all of this commentary as we go into 2023 because we're not doing some of this stuff anymore yep god that's gonna be more work more work i have to do for the beginning of the year everybody's giving me work to do and hungar the starvarian for some odd reason thank you for the five dollars except for i don't like what the cause is for five dollars no. gives noro money to slap max around see this is the reason embezzlement was invented <laughs> my god hungar i shot it at your channel man what the hell you stab him in the back from the front like this 
Stab him in the back from the front. Uh, let me send one message here real quickly and then. There we go. All right. So uh, let's now. All right. For segment one today, Heathen Dog wants to note that there are differences between Riff's Ultimate, Riff's. What is the original one called again? I forget what the original one's called. Just Riffs. Yeah, there's a term that they use. There's a little acronym that they use for it, like core riffs well, or like core rules or something like that. I don't okay. know. Anyway. Uh, there, there's riffs, core rules, riffs, riffs, ultimate edition, riffs, 30th anniversary. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah, there, there's all that. But the main change is in like, because I think all the other ones are just a regular, for, regular first edition book. But riffs ultimate probably should be called riffs revised. Revised, yeah. Yeah, go, going with the uh, the Palladium theme of how it's got, you know, like first edition, first edition revised and so forth. And uh, yeah, it didn't cause any problems for us, but it definitely had a couple of questions when we were playing the game. Like, wait a second, what's the rule for this? Well, kind of depended on which book you were using. Yep. So uh, with that in mind, let's, uh, you can find links to our social media and Discord below. Merchandise charity, if you want to donate or you want to buy a Christmas gift, you can go to our Redbubble store. Slowly but surely, they're removing all my offensive stuff, so it's all pretty family-friendly at this point now. <laughs> uh, but uh, don't worry, they will be back up. I've just been too lazy to do it. Uh, and of course, if you want to watch us on alternative media, all of that is in the description below, because I know some of you folks demand rumble, demand non-YouTubery, Again, that's our charity. It's got a QR code. You can uh, click on that, or you can just use the link below. We keep talking about it because charities good. We like charitable donations. And of course, we believe that role-playing games take place in fantastic worlds, and the focus of your tabletop group should be on role-playing and having a good time. Core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop community are escapism, not representation entertainment, overactivism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. And of course, RPG Digest is live stream. I can't, I can't do this one quickly. Mm, let's try this again. Okay, one more time. Cut! And action! RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial. We may deviate off topic and go on tangents. Enjoy. And cut! Alright. Scene. Good job. <laughs> okay now as as mar hawkman was saying yes we we ran into some edition problems during our friday night play uh because uh one, one of the players had the older book mm -hmm. instead of the riffs ultimate edition and uh rpg is dumb was running off of the riffs ultimate this one right here the riffs ultimate edition and, do we need the book up today yes we do okay. we definitely do and we're going to page uh, 282 pdf page 282 Oh, right. Or PDF search 282. Eh, hold on. Let me see. I was prepared, but not prepared. That's screwed. So, I can do it so this not prepared. I, So not prepared. I, you know what? For this, a 282? Yeah. So 285, probably. Oh, nope. Yeah, that's 282. Yeah. Okay, what are we looking for? Oh, the low attribute thing? Okay. Attributes below average. Now, this is something that for the entire year, we've gone over a half dozen at least Palladium games. Mm -hmm. And none of them, none of them had any kind of detriment to low attributes except figured characteristics like uh, carrying capacity, hit points, stuff like that. 
but nothing directly tied to the attribute. You could have a three physical prowess. You get no minuses to strike, no, no, no clumsiness, nothing like that. Three is the same as 15. 10 is the same as 12. Five is the same as 14. It's all, it was and, all. And it's, and it's really important to say that because even though you can use those in certain aspects, like I made sure that my character had an, a high MA because I felt that as the leader of the group, supposed leader, you know, the, the, sure. the captain at that point uh, of the group, I wanted to have an MA, but my MA was 15. So in reality, what did that mean? Same as three. Yeah. Right. But, but, but in anything but Riff's ultimate, it would be the same as three. But in Rift's mm -hmm. Ultimate, we're going to find out that is not true. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to go. Now, th this is the most fundamental change. Uh, of course, throughout the throughout the editions, there have been changes to number of attacks per round. Uh, you know, how many how many SDC you get for certain skills that has changed you. But the, to me, these are these are more minor, not not the, so much the attacks per round, but number of S SDC you get for having a skill number, uh, number of bonus attribute points you get for skill. This has gone up and down by one or two throughout throughout editions as well that's not very major to me this right here is unprecedented in everything else we've covered the entire year of palladium games mm -hmm. so this i believe is very important to actually look at to see what they've done and to tell the truth i don't agree with 90 percent of this garbage i do not agree with it really? i believed that the strength of palladium games was that there was no detriment to having low attributes it, it sets yet another roadblock in the mind of, of uh, players who think that I can't play any low attribute character. It's just a waste of my time. I'm not going to have fun. But Fair. Palladium okay. threw that in your face and called bullshit up until now. So we're going to go, what, what is a, uh, a low attributes? We're, what, what are the attributes? Uh, before you start this, got a question. Do you think because of when this book came out, do you think that it was to capitalize on some more? Because there seems to be like this little pendulum swing or sine wave of uh, simulationists versus gamists, right? Do you think that this could have been a sign of the times that as he was writing it, that that things were moving in a more simulationist direction? It, I don't I don't care what his thought process was. It's wrong. Fair. I don't give a shit. But uh, what I want you to do is scroll up one page because I want to I want to look at the the definition of the attributes so we're all in the same we're on the same mindset here. There you go. Attributes below average. Start there. Attributes. Oh, okay. Okay. So the these are the ranges of what is considered superhuman, exceptional, above average, average, below average, crappy, shitty. Oh my god, how are you breathing? This is pretty much how it goes down. So anything, any stat above 30 is considered superhuman. In, in other Palladium games, you cannot get a stat above 30 unless you are some kind of superhuman or some kind of robot or cybernetic organism or whatever. You just, the game does not allow you to. So most, most of the times, unless you have a superpower, which there are maybe one or two in all of Palladium, that increases your IQ, yeah. you cannot have an IQ above 30. You can't. Unless you have superhuman strength or higher, you cannot have strength above 30. 
in many games. But this is Rifts. This is a high magic, high technological thing. This is where everything goes. So anyone can have a stat above 30 just because everyone's breathing magic like freaking spice from Dune in the air. And everyone has blue eyes at some point. So there you go, right? So you can get above 30. So usually uh, you need to be a juicer, a cyborg, a... a, a a uh what do you call it a headhunter with uh with with cybernetics a crazy whatever you have to have some kind of magical or technological augmentation that allows you to get above 30 otherwise it's very very rare to do it with normal rolls and normal skills you can you absolutely can if you roll 3d6 and roll all three sixes that's 18 you get another d6 and that's that's a uh, what 24 and if you roll a six on your second die, you get to roll again. You roll, a, you can roll a six again. That's 30. You get one skill that bumps that up even by plus one. That's considered to you. It's possible. It's possible. Is it likely? No, keep dreaming, but it's possible. So we go on to the next, the next one, which is exceptional. Anywhere, anywhere that's 17 to 30. Oh. 1730 is considered exceptional. Every single stat except, spe except speed, if it's exceptional, gives you a bonus of some kind. Is it useful for your character? Uh, we don't know. Because, you know, whatever your OCC is, you know, will determine the most useful characteristic, the most useful attributes for your character. So we don't know. But you'll get a bonus of some kind. And then we have 14 to 16, which are well above average. 16 will give you a bonus. So some people say it should be considered exceptional, but you can't start out with a 16. That's impossible. That is right. It is impossible well, then, to start well, off with, with, with dice rolls. With, with, you can do it configuring. You're rolling your attributes first. You cannot roll a 16. It's impossible right. to roll a 16. Because if you roll a 16, 17, or 18, you immediately roll another D6 and add it on, which means you can't have a 16. So they, they, so they put it in well above average. And then we have the average range, which is 10 to 13. Nothing wrong. No, no bonuses, no minuses, no nothing. This is how it works, just flat out. And then we have the attributes which are in the seven to nine range. These are unimpressive. At seven, you start getting detriments. We're going to get into that. But uh, usually eight or nine, nah. Uh, you know, unimpressive and having detriments kind of does not align up. No, just no, Unimpressive just means like, eh. Yeah. So I, I, seven should be, should be in, the, in the seven and under instead of six and under. It should be, should be added to that. So, but if you have six and under, it's it's considered you're you're deficient in some way. Depending on what attribute is this low, you are deficient. So, and then it goes to the next page, gives an example about how to role play this. It gives you the idea that hey, you can re-roll your stats all over again because rolling stats is literally the first thing you do when creating a character. So starting over is not a huge detriment at this point. You're just you're just redoing a couple of minutes. That's it. So you can re-roll, but you can also decide to role-play this character. And not only can you role-play it, and it'll be awesome, this is a whole big example of, yeah. of an example character that, that was role-played well and everyone had fun doing it. But to, to add a cherry on top, there is bonuses for having low attributes. If you have an attribute below seven, one attribute below seven, you can add D4 plus three to any other attribute. So Do if I, I rolled a, a 17, a 22, 
uh, an 18, a 15, 14, 14. Man, that's pretty damn good. But you know what? I have that one seven in there, so I get even nope, more. Six. six. Huh? Has to be it, below uh, seven. Oh, below. Okay, below I got that six, seven. which is actually what my character had. My character has a six. I get to Whoa. roll even more. You only yeah. have three crazily exceptional stats, you know, and all, but you know what? Why not have some more points for it? There you go. Yeah, I do not agree with this at all. This is stupid. I don't like it. I, I think it's there. because Rifts is supposed to be overpowered, kind it of is, guns or cartoonish. Is, but but uh, part of what makes part of what what makes it overpowered is that you know the low stats don't matter. They're they're not going to take away from you. And when we get to it, you're going to see they take away from a lot. If you have two or more stats oh. below, you you're jumping the gun. Go back to where you were. Two oh. or more stats below seven. You get a 1d4 plus 5 instead of plus 3, and another attribute gets a flat bonus of plus 3. Or you get a plus 2 to all perception checks. You get to choose plus 3 to a second stat. Or hey, plus we could have used that. Perception. Yeah, we could have used that. I was rolling really crappy for perception. Oh, crap. What page are we on again? I scrolled the wrong way here. 285. 282. Page... Um, now it's not moving. It's frozen. There, come on, you can do it. There we go. Wow. Pro streamer, people. No, it's actually the computer doing this right now. I can't do shit. Look, I've, you can see I slid the bar over and it's not moving. There we go. Somewhere around here. I may have to stop sharing for a second. What the hell is going on? Am I still streaming? <laughs> yeah, you are. It's not moving at all. You want me to do mine instead? No, oh, I'll be good. Yeah, if so, I'll, so as soon as I stopped sharing, it was good. Now I can come right back. Okay. Boom. All right. All right. So I don't agree with any of this. The only problem is, unlike many other areas of Palladium, where it says GM's option, optional, no, nowhere does it say this is optional. Nowhere does it say this is a GM's GM's call. Nowhere. This is now part of the flat rules. This is now part of the of the basic mechanics of the game, which is ridiculous. All right, let's uh, let's hit some chat before uh, before, before we go, we go into over how ridiculous specific, this yeah, actually is. The specifics are so I, I have four, uh, three from the same person. <laughs> so weird guy says, uh, Smith, this was sorely lacking. The only attributes that mean anything were highest attributes. That's one of the features of D and D I loved was the scale of bonuses not just high now before you comment let me skip down to this one i always hated that palladium didn't have these below average stat penalties he should have been in the game from day one i completely disagree because uh uh the the wussy players of today they will see one low stat and just reroll. nope not playing it or Pussies my character sucks it sucks. I got a six. It sucks. I mean, we've seen people in our Discord chat say, well, I just yeah. start every character with an eight. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. well, what the hell is the point of... Uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there, there are so many people out there that don't roll 3d6 like they're supposed to, but they actually roll 2d6 plus six. So they have a minimum of eight. They do that. And like, oh, no, I, I, that, that's fine. No, it's not fine. It's not fine. Stop it. I will finish up with another comment from him. <laughs> that says this. 
for five dollars thank you very much weird guy for the five dollars so he says uh, max would you play riffs as a house Leon mech warrior and what mech is your ride well i kind of am doing that right now <laughs> in a way it's not house liao but uh no I, I don't mix genres like that uh i keep battletech and battletech i keep uh you know riffs and riffs uh for me riffs is way too gonzo battletech is almost the exact opposite it's like the anti-gonzo which is actually why i like battletech over robotech back in the day is i didn't like ninja mechs i liked walking thundering boom boom you know weapons platform tanks and that's why even though i had played robotech i picked up on battletech more like it's just ended up being my thing now it's, well, I, I i like it that they have an explanation for that because of the use of protoculture allows that i like that explanation for it but if you don't like the actual mechanic then i understand yeah yeah that, right so um no I, I wouldn't do anything like that i would try to play riffs as you know the the setting that it is that's that's just me. Your mileage may vary on that one. So, and my, uh, you know, my ride would be a Vindicator. <laughs> like, there you go. I mean, wh why would it be anything else? Capellan Confederation, pure Capellan Confederation mech. And don't give me this Raven or Cataphract nonsense. No, that's, that's after somebody finally took a look at Capellan Confederation and said, eh, no, I'd do the real true deal. <laughs> crafty says by the way thanks again for the five dollars uh crafty says i had trouble watching the game due to a hum in the audio feed that hurt my ears i didn't i didn't hear that, that at all yeah that's weird yeah no nobody else has complained about that so uh yeah let's uh let's make sure maybe well, that was... no, we, we were doing it live maybe there was a, something wrong with the recording software and now that it's on youtube it's doing that it's possible and no, nobody's complaining in the comment section nobody's complained but uh i mean i guess i can take a look well, at that crafty's complained that's one he said watching that was during the time i bet you somebody's just going mm. uh anyway and finally aaron dragon i'm still not used to your new name sir uh says uh, nice i can roll a six and end up being so dumb that i can have super strength actually we will we're gonna find out in just a second that having a six iq in in riffs ultimate is a bad idea it there 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 is no bonus in the mechanic that makes up for what you're losing but he can have super strength because he can add that 1d4 plus 1D4 three. 1d4 plus five, yeah. One <laughs> or D4. five if it's two of them, yeah. Oh, if he has two, yeah. Okay, what 1d4 plus three at least, yeah. All right, well, the, thank you for those comments. And now we, oops, I can't take, there we go. And now we are going to have Heathen Dog explain. To, oh, no, I'm sorry, it's, it's, before we move on, there's one other thing I, I did want to say. Uh, no, I'm going to wait until after the, until, let me, I do have a comment to say after the IQ section. Okay. So the following penalties are for low attributes. We're going to start with IQ because we're going from top to bottom. If you have an IQ of seven or eight, it means the character is a little slow, has trouble learning. Your comprehension is roughly equal to a 12 to 15 year old. Here's what happens to you. Reduce the number of OCC related skills by half. Now this is huge. Yeah. Depending on what OCC you take, you could have anywhere from three skills to 10 skills. So you're going to want to choose your OCC carefully because you're going to burn out five skills or burn out one skill because I, I went to the Palladium forums for this and if there's a fraction, it rounds up. So if you have three skills, you lose half, it rounds back up to two. So you only lose one. And that's what happened to me. My character on, on the Friday night's game had a seven IQ. So I lost one OCC related skill, but... I get to add 1d4 skills to the initial set of secondary skills. And I rolled a three. 
So I ended up netting two extra skills. And the one skill I took away didn't give me a related skill bonus anyway. So I ended up okay. I ended up all right. I ended up with two more skills than I would have had. I didn't lose any percentages. It's fine. It worked out great. But that is where the, you know, it stops. That's where it absolutely stops. Because if you have a five or six, go to the bottom. There you go. Five or six means you're, you're, you're retarded. Five, five, five or six, you have, you have men mental deficiencies that are considered significant. Reduce the number of OCC skills by four. Stop. Hard stop. Losing any of the base OCC skills means you are not your OCC anymore. You cannot function completely as your character class. Those are your core skills. Losing any of them means you suck. And you shouldn't be playing that skill. You should not be playing that class. You shouldn't, you should, you should re-roll re at this point. I, how can you be considered a professional in whatever that, o, that OCC is? We'll just say job, whatever that job is, if you lose half of your skills. I, yeah. I mean, it might not be half, but okay, we'll say a quarter of your skills. If you don't have 25% of what it's required to be a professional in that career field. How can you be considered a professional at all? You can't. I'm sure it's supposed can. to be one of those things where it's like, well, then don't take it. Then I get that. But still, like, why I, why would I don't care if it's just dumb grunt and I'm not busting on the army here, but I'm just talking in the in the generic stereotypical sense of how these games can sometimes be a Starship Troopers type thing. Of, mm, me stupid. Just point me direction. I go. Bah, 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 bah. You still can't even do that fully effectively. You're just cannon fodder because you will lose certain skills. You're going to have to you know make these trade offs for those skills. Well, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. It says it loses four OCC skills. Mm -hmm. Now you said dumb grunt. Let's, let's, let's see what dumb grunt is. How many OCC skills do the dumb grunts get? Let's find out. Let's what are you to, using for the grunt? The mercenary? Uh, or? no, we're, we're, we're going to use the CS, CS, uh, grunt. Um, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Trying to find the actual page. Shifter, Techno Wizard, Coalition Military, Coalition Grunt, page 231. And OCC skills, number of OCC skills is, there we go, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So you lose 4 out of 15. That means you got you have 11 one. left. That's not so bad. You think, oh, that's that's not so bad. That's not so bad. But the thing is, you, uh, most of those are weapon proficiencies. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're, you're going to hurt into your actual function, which is firing weapons and killing folk. That's what, that's what grunts do. Um, you could lose bodybuilding, climbing. You can't, you can't lose military etiquette. Yet you you're going to lose one of three pilot skills. Well, I don't know. Somebody's got an uh, intelligence of five or six. Maybe we don't want them driving stuff. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, maybe not. Or hand-to-hand. -hand. You, you start off with expert. Guess what? If you lose that, you lose it. You know, and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of OCCs have eight, around eight uh, OCC skills, so you're losing half. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And not only that, you get to 
and you reduce all of your bonuses by half. All of your OCC bonuses, your your OCC skills, the thing you train for years to do, you get a one shot, a one time bonus to its base percentage. So if you have a, um, if you're a, a headhunter and you have tracking, you get a plus 20% to tracking because it's part of your core skills. Now it's only plus 10. So not only are you losing four of your, of your core skills, but all the rest of your core skills are crappy or crappier because you're too dumb. Oh, but you get 1D4 plus two secondary skills to make up for that. No, there's no making up for that because most secondary skills are so limited in what you can choose that you, you can't get those lost skills back and, and they don't have any bonuses because they're self-taught. So this is, you are now highly deficient. Not only that, not only that, but you literally cannot take advanced skills. Any skill that has a prerequisite, you cannot take. You can take basic mechanics or automotive mechanics, but you cannot learn locksmith, mechanical engineer, or aircraft mechanics because it has a skill prerequisite. It's considered a second tier skill, and you just can't learn it because you're too dumb. Where, where does it say that? Keep going. I thought that was in the three to four area. Stop. Stop. Nope. It's not three to four. Go up. Stop. Uh, it's in parentheticals, i.e. Oh. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. I see it. Wow. I, for some reason, I thought that was in the three to four section. Okay. Nope. Well, we haven't even gotten to that shit show yet. Okay. So at this point, if you have an IQ of five, you reroll. That's it. There is no playing this character effectively. There isn't. Unless you really want to be a, a, a millstone or an albatross to your group. Unless you hate your group, you would re-roll <laughs> this, you'd re-roll this character right now. Stop it. But that's not even the worst of it. Let, let's look at if you have an IQ of three or four, which is doable, which is absolutely rollable. Indicates a feeble mind with a level of comprehension on par with a four or five year old. This is uh, why do you recovered. want that person sitting in your in your group being an adventurer? <laughs> Watch this. Reduce the number of OCC skills by half. Even that indicates here that grunt, he recognizes. If you're a grunt, you lose eleven divided by two. Round up, Six. so you lose five skills, five of your core skills right off the bat, and you lose uh, a number of OCC related skills to a total of. You lose and the number of OCC related skills to a total of one D four with no additional skills with level advancement. You lose all of your related skills except one D four. Did I read that right? Or is that, that's just, that's just bananas. Skills by half and the number of OCC related to a total of one D four. Yes. So you so could you have, have one, one D four of your OCC related skills as well. You lose the rest of them and you get no additional skills with level advancement. Only OCC skills get a bonus, which is reduced by half. All of your related skills get no bonus whatsoever. Oh, you get to add one D4 secondary skills plus one new one every uh, levels three, six, 10, and 15. <laughs> not, not making up for it, stupid. No, not even all. Not even the close. character cannot learn to read or write and it's impossible to learn anything but the most rudimentary skills. Mainly weapon proficiencies, domestic skills. I wouldn't trust this guy at cooking anything. Physical and wilderness skills. I would not trust this guy to track shit. Well, he is half animal. 
maybe sensitive about people who make fun of him. Maybe. No, you're not going to be sensitive because you don't understand understand. when people are making fun of you. (laughs) You're just happy to be included. Put your helmet on. Everyone's laughing with you because you're retarded. And this, the next one is just, it shouldn't even be here because an IQ of one or two, number one, you can't roll it. And number two, if, if you have a magical spell or sonic ability that decreases your IQ to one or two, just stop playing. Just stop playing. No one in your group is going to, is going to feel bad about that. They're actually going to thank you for not ruining their fun. Because if you have an IQ of one or two, you can select one D four plus one of your OCC skills to keep. You cannot keep any related skills and you only get a total of one D four secondary skills and you never get any more ever reduce the base skill proficiency and level advancement by half rounded down. So when you get these skills, not only do you not get bonuses for them, you actually half their base, their, their base percentage chance to succeed. And then as you gain level, you only get half of the bonus rounded down. So if your skill goes up by 3% every level, nope, not you. Yours only goes up by one. Five, mm-mm, not you, two. There's no reason. There's no absolutely no reason to play this. None. Unless it's None. a temporary setback. Unless it's a temporary setback, but until then, don't don't play your character. Let the GM know that you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna you know take this bullshit. An IQ of one or two, and actually, an 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 anything an IQ of three or less is unplayable. Five or six, I wouldn't I would re-roll, and the only thing I would play is a seven or an eight. That's it. Anything else is is not only is either ill-advised or absolutely unplayable. Or you're, just, or, you, or you're making a mockery or yeah, um, you're, you're making a mockery of the game and you're, you're only, you're only putting the group in danger. That's what you're doing. You're putting the group in danger. Um, before we move on to the next attribute, I, I, I've got some comments about this. Unfortunately, okay. chat, I, I had these notes written down before chat. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing that I guess I differ with is I actually do like, I like this conceptually. I do like there being meaning for there being low attributes. I'm with Weird Guy on this one. Uh, however, and as Weird Guy has put into chat, and I guess we could put that up before we move to the next week because I have a few start here. Uh, I did think when I went through this, when I was researching Palladium at the beginning of this year, end of last year, beginning of this year for you know like that space opera thing I was going to try to write, it was something that caught my eye pretty quickly that this, these penalties are too much. And I completely reworked how these penalties work. First of all, I only did at three... And at four and five, that was it. Those are the only places that there are penalties. And the penalties were actually minuses to experience points, or you required more experience points to level up by five or 10%. And uh, your starting skills were minus, uh, I think it was minus two and minus five, if I remember correctly, or it might've been minus five, and minus 10, but I think I, I rescinded that because I thought it was too much. Uh, but so you did start with a little penalty, but that is it. Because you're still, you're still supposed, if you roll a three, even in Dungeons and Dragons, if you roll a three, you're supposed to be playable, viable. And I thought this was too much. Um, yeah. Three, th- a three IQ is, is unplayable now. Yes. In riffs. Unplayable. Absolutely unplayable. So, uh, anywho, uh, let's, let's hit some of this chat and then we'll move on to the next one. So our battle makes slow. Uh, they're not slow, specifically slow, but they're not like ninja bots. They're, they're not just- agile. 
Yeah, there you go. They're not agile. Un- they're not- unlike a Ro- Robotech mechs, which because of the protoculture uh, has the has the mind of the pilot partially merging with the with the with the, with the mechanisms that he's that he's controlling. Rifts doesn't have that. So it's 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 stoppy robots. Don't some OCCs have IQ requirements? Yes. Right. If you would yes. never play, have a character like this, that's a rogue military scholar. intelligence officers, yeah. rogue scholars, rogue scientists, cyber docs, stuff like that. They all have a minimum IQ requirement that that is well above any detriment zone. But you know, not everybody wants to play that. You know, I want to play a juicer. I, I want to play a crazy, which don't have IQ. Or, which well, the juicer doesn't. But I want I want to play a CS grunt or a or a headhunter or a merc. They don't have IQ requirements. But hold on. Before I hit the next chat, I'm putting this one on the screen. There's a pops up over. Here. Come on, there we go. <laughs> the rogue retard. Yeah, that's basically that's basically right. Uh, next one, Legion Myth. IQ of five or six is the cap allowed to join the U.S. Marines. Your military, you tell us. Um, no, Marines are actually pretty smart. I would yeah. tell you that I I ran across uh, more uh, more retarded people in the army than I did right. uh, the Marines. The, the, yeah, Marines are smart, but the problem is they're trained to not think anymore. Yeah, they're trained to not use their brain in combat. They're just trained to follow orders and die horribly. That's their job to be bullet sponges, which is sad. Here, I thought this is an interesting one. How many people today combined make billions of dollars that are 100% inept at their jobs? Literally none. And no. uh, and uh, in case, uh, say, I'm a case like low IQ. Yeah, I agree. Make uh, a different, what? To it's unless awkward. you want it's the challenge. poorly worded. Yeah, okay. But I, get what my, the, I wanted to focus on that beginning Unless part. you Literally want none. the challenge. Well, no, you selfish bastard. If you If you have a six or less IQ, it's not you that's going to be challenged. It's your group because you're worthless. You are not only not helping, you are a literal detriment to the rest of your group. You're being selfish and worthless. And I would not blame the group if they killed you in your sleep. <laughs> His character drowns through overnight. Oops. Accidents <laughs> happen. I don't know why that rock was on his chest while he was underwater. Weird. No, but, uh, none of them you're not a billion unless you're a trust fund kid and that's you know, that's the way you earn the money uh yeah. you're not inept you can't be you'll, inept and make a billion make dollars a billion dollars being bad at something you can't it, it's you like people and i'm can't. not i'm not trying to get political here but just in another concept i don't care if you're president biden president trump president bush president whomever you know he's too stupid well nope. guess what he's not no he's not because he's in a position that apparently convinced a lot of people to vote for him so, you know, I think we sometimes use these terms like that because the person doesn't seem to work hard or doesn't. And that might be the case. He might not work hard. I've, I've worked with a ton of people that are masters of getting out of work. You think they are the dumbest people ever. No, they're smart because they found out how not to work and still get paid. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, Heathen Dog. I like low stat penalties, but these penalties are a bit too much. Oh God, this is just this is the first stat, man. Buckle up, buckle the hell up, because we're going for a ride. It's also different between playing heroes, champions, adventure, like in Dead Reigns and Rifts. Just a normie stuck in the mix. But this is Rifts, and that's one of the things yeah, that if, we're, if no one, no one should be should be thinking of themselves as a as a normie playing Rifts. There are no normies. If you are an OCC, you are uh, you should be completely cut above anyone who is not an OCC. 
And finally, the last one is uh, Aaron Dragon says, I always like Rifts for its non-simulationist gameplay. This kind of simulation doesn't feel like Rifts. Yeah. And while Rifts I is do... supposed to be high fantasy. Yeah. It's supposed to be super high, high science fantasy. fantasy? Science fantasy? So, yeah, high, high science fantasy. You know, it's it's supposed to be like like super high-tech Thunder the Barbarian shit going on here. But when 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 you start getting these these ridiculous low stat modifiers, then you're you're bringing it back down. I don't like it. I, I, I'm with weird guy on this. I think low stat modifiers are a good thing. These are just oppressive. Uh, yeah. That's probably a bad word to use, but yeah, whatever. Mental affinity isn't as bad. Let's let's go to the next one. It's not All as right, bad. Mental affinity. Mental affinity. This character has no charm or spark to his personality to make a favorable impression. Not very memorable or any impression is a negative one. Loser, strange jerk. Nobody is impressed by this character and any moment he might have in the limelight passes quickly and is probably forgotten or overshadowed by something negative or someone else. Now, if you have an MA of seven to five, you are so ordinary that you're barely noticed or remembered. Penalties. Minus 10% to barter, find contraband, intelligence, performance, public speaking, seduction, and sing. Minus but, 20% on interrogation. But, but you get a bonus. Plus 5% on gambling, prowl, undercover operations, and surveillance. Because no one cares about you. So you can get shit done behind the scenes. I like this. I like this because if you know you're you have an MA of five, what if you don't have any of these skills that give you a minus 10%? I don't care. Then I don't care. This isn't really, this is only half of the time an actual detriment. Mm -hmm. This is just a hidden bonus. I'll take an MA of five. Not not only will I get a plus five on gambling, prowl, undercover operations, and surveillance, but I'll also get the plus one d one d four plus three to another stat for in my mind basically free. So we've gone almost a complete opposite of IQ. IQ was was tremendously oppressive, whereas six, uh, seven, six, and five of MA, depending on what OCC you take, is actually a bonus. It's it's a it's a low key bonus. But let's see what happens when you go to four or three. The character is treated like a loser and undesirable. Okay, we've, we've gone from being ignored to now being labeled a loser. He can't tell a joke, maybe something of a grumpy complainer or curmudgeon like Max. Max has, a, has an MA of four. I do. That, that makes the character more memorable, but not in a good way. You lose all your bonuses, and now all your penalties are minus 20% for the uh, for the, most of the skills, but minus 30 on interrogation and seduction. Chicks do not like you even more. Why do you think I had to go to Japan? That's right. He had to go overseas to, to get a wife because he's got an MAF4. And she and you know, apparently she didn't she didn't understand enough English to to understand that he was not a catch. I keep telling you, I, w I ordered from a Russian mail order bride site and they sent me this. There you go. Now, didn't even get what I ordered. Just right, like all the other stats, this shouldn't exist. MA of two or one should not exist. You should you should just not be playing your character while, while these negatives are in effect. Just walk away from the table. Let's see what happens. The character has a personality of a rock or is or a belligerent warthog. The things he says and does are always taken the wrong way. Can't tell a joke, or if if, if he does, it's always harassment. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the character more memorable, but again, not in a good way. People try to avoid and ditch him and or target him for pranks or trouble. 
In addition to the obvious, minus 20% to disguise if he stays quiet and doesn't make a spectacle of himself. Otherwise, his unpleasant, odd personality leaks through. Minus 50% to barter, find contraband, intelligence, interrogation, performance, public speaking, seduction, and sing. But it says here, the main problem is that even your party members want to ditch you. Making or you're fun not of role you, playing. Yeah, making fun of you is considered good sport. All right. Why you would want to play this character is fucking beyond me. Absolutely beyond me. There is no reason to. Again, I don't mind it for a temporary setback. I disagree with Heathen Dog in the aspect of just step away from the table. I disagree. I, I don't think you should play a character with with these penalties. That's permanent, even at the three and four level. Like, yeah. like I don't no. think. No. at all but for a temporary setback some sort of you know, psych you know psychic drain that's hitting you whatever i think it can make for a good role-playing experience temporary yeah now the thing is so far in both iq and ma we have found stats where if you roll this you, you can roll them and it made your character unplayable if you have a three or four ma your character is unplayable if you have an iq of five or less your character is unplayable and this is coming from the guy who didn't before now, who actually believed in Palladium, no character is unplayable based on stats. Well, Riff's ultimate proved me a goddamn liar. They went and changed the rules and made it so a character out of the gate is unplayable and should be re-rolled. I'm going to be very pedantic for a second, but only because I, I have to be for chat. And then, then I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Still playable. I've seen tables do nonsense like this, whether directly or indirectly. With that said, they're usually either really inexperienced tables or they're people that I would say, and this is my term, that don't respect the game. Yep. So, I, I mean, I'm with Heath. I'm not quite as hardcore about it, but I'm with Heath and Dog on most of this. All right, mental endurance. Here we go. Here's, here's where, because it's riffs, we have problems. If it was, if it was uh, Heroes Unlimited or Ninjas and Super Spies or Robotech or anything like that, not as bad, not as much of a detriment. But because it's riffs, and horror factor is important, just like in Beyond the Supernatural, horror and Nightbane, horror factor is important. This gets bad real quick. If you have an ME of five to seven. You're minus three to save versus horror factor, minus two to save versus illusions, minus one to save versus any battle of will whatsoever, minus one to save versus psionic attacks and mind control, magical, psionic, or drug-induced, doesn't matter, and minus one to save versus insanity possession, minus 10% penalty to the skills of barter, interrogation, performance, public speaking, seduction, and undercover ops. This does not make your character unplayable. This makes your character somewhat of a liability, but still playable. Know your role. Exactly. Still playable. Let's see what happens with things we can actually roll, like four or three. Minus six to save versus horror factor. Minus four versus illusions. Minus three against any battle of will. Minus three to save versus psionic attacks and any mind control whatsoever. Minus two to save versus insanity. Minus three to save versus possession. Also suffers from one phobia. <laughs> Pick one. Described in the insanity section, the only good thing is you get to choose it. You don't, you don't roll. You choose your phobia. The character this... spills his guts after 2d4 minutes of any interrogation and is a terrible liar. Only a 15% chance to tell a convincing lie. 
Similarly, he is susceptible to seduction, plus 20% bonus. Yeah, that could be okay. <laughs> and intimidation. That's bad. Minus 30% on barter, interrogation, performance, public speaking, seduction, and undercover ops. Now, with the minus six to horror factor and the minuses to, to all the psionic and, and magical mind stuff and all that crap, in riffs, I would say he is on the line of being unplayable. On the line. This is the could, this is the guy where where you tell him that uh, gullible doesn't exist in the dictionary. He goes and looks it up. Yeah, yeah. He is on the line of being unplayable. On the line. There's arguments to be made that it's still playable, but there's many more arguments to say it's not. Now, me of two or one. Obviously, this shouldn't exist. If you have an me of two or one, you should just be in the corner crying all the time. Minus eight versus horror factor, minus six illusions, minus six psionic attacks, minus five versus insanity, minus six possession. Also suffers from 1d4 plus one phobias. Now you got to roll randomly or pick them. Worse than a crazy. Worse than a crazy. At level one, you could have 1d4 plus one foot. Fuck you. Actually, no. Uh, a, a a crazy gets one gets one phobia at level one. Yeah. And so, so does I'm... someone with an ME of three or four. Yeah, but this is two or one. Yeah, it has one d four. This is worse than a crazy. You can't roll this. You literally can't roll this. So yeah, this true. has to happen to you. Yeah, true. Character spills his guts after one d four minutes of any interrogation and cannot tell a lie. Can't. It's impossible to lie. Susceptible to seductions plus forty percent. Intimidation plus thirty percent. Cannot even perform the skills: barter, interrogation, performance, public speaking, seduction, or undercover ops. Now this isn't as game breaking, but. I would not want to play uh, a character with an Emmy of four or less. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. You could you? Neither would I. Yeah. Could you? I, yeah. There is argument to be made that even a three can be played. I will. I will cede to that. Would you have fun? Probably not. Again, if it's a jokey type game, then then there you go. But the very first supernatural creature you come across, you're going to fail your horror factor role and you're not going to be able to help your group, help your party at all. And yeah. uh, every woman, ev every every barmaid is going to is going to rake you over the coals, take all your money. G give you <laughs> and you're not even going to get the good parts that you're no, not even going to get, the, get the good parts, which, which are which are all the STDs, which which for you would be a badge of honor. Oh, not even that. Just the blinking like, uh, hey, you know, if you want to put something in the tip jar, I should just be like, hey, put money in there. OK. Now get yep. out of here, and, okay? And she will convince you that that means you got lucky. Yep. Okay, now we're going to physical strength. Now, this one isn't as breaking on the surface, but we'll actually find out. The reason being is because physical strength, physical prowess, physical endurance are the easiest to raise using skills. So you could dig yourself out of this hole. You can literally dig upward on this one. So let's find out. Okay. Uh, the lower the number of the scrawny, the more defenseless the individual. The PS times 10 pounds formula applies and will severely limit how much the character can lift and carry. Intelligence, cunning, treachery, magic, and science can compensate for a puny character. So will a powerful gun. As long as it's not Not if you can handle the recoil. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not a big gun or has recoil. Penalties for a physical strength of five to seven. No damage bonuses. Duh. Oh, from hand-to-hand -hand combat skill. So... 
your your hand-to-hand combat basic expert martial arts assassin whatever you can still get it but you're going to get no damage bonuses from that skill no matter what level you are no no damage comes from that skill you can't occ or even the weapon itself apply to characters this physically weak so there is no bonus for damage through your occ through your skill or from the weapon ever so that's it. All your weapon proficiencies for uh, hand-to-hand weapons, at a certain level, you get bonuses to strike. You're good. Bonuses to damage, never. Ever. Is this game-breaking? No. Is this significant? Yes. I could see a rogue scholar. Uh, yeah, I could see it. This is not game-breaking here. This, this is not going to break your character, depending on your OCC. I get it. And your throwing range is reduced by 25%. Do you know any game masters that actually pay attention to that? What throwing range? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, well, I, it depends. I, I, I mean, if, if if you're at a if you're at a current day, uh, current day based game and you have grenades, then this comes becomes important. I, I don't think I've ever had anybody. I mean, to be fair, I probably haven't been in the situation where I've needed it, but I've never had anybody say, "How far can you throw that?" Fair. Let Let's see what happens when you have a physical strength of four or three. Reduce physical damage by half. Not only do you not get bonuses ever, but now your base damage is reduced by half. So for for most Palladium games, that's either a D4, D6, roll it, and then subtract half. Okay. That sounds You may as well coin flip that punch. Yeah. Reduce throwing range by half. Still, depending on your OCC, not breaking. One or two. Character inflicts only one point of damage from punches. Eh! Eh. Eh. <laughs> and 1d4 damage from kicks even melee weapons in the hands of this character inflict half their normal damage no bonuses apply and reduce throwing ranges excuse me by 75 percent so this right here so far is the only is the only stat for or below that i would even think of keeping that i would and even, even that only in special circumstances and only and only if if the occ i wanted to play was was a specific variety now what what can they do to me on physical prowess holy crap let's find out character with a very low pp has poor hand-eye coordination is graceless tends to handle things roughly is a clumsy klutz walks like an elephant heavy footsteps seven five to seven minus one initiative big deal that is a big deal you don't get a bonus till initiative till after 32 Right. Okay. It's a big deal in combat. I get that. But as far as normal gameplay goes, ah. well, we haven't gotten that part yet. Minus two to strike, parry, and dodge in level one. That's, you don't even get a bonus to strike in level one most of the time. So you're starting with a minus two. Shit. Parry and dodge at level one. If you get an expert or higher in hand to hand combat, you get a plus two. Well, guess what? Negated that. That's done. Disarm, entangle, pull punch, roll with punch impact. You get minus two on all of those. Out of the gate? That's horrible. Minus 15% penalty on skills that require a high level of manual dexterity. Like, say, I don't know, mechanics, electronics, gymnastics, forgery, pickpockets, palming, prowl, dance, etc. Any physical skill, mechanical skill, uh, electronic skill, or uh, what do you call it? Rogue skill. That involves your hands, basically. You get a minus. You do not 15%. want this guy to be your surgeon. 
No, no, minus 15% right off the top. That's crazy. And then a minus 10% all other skills requiring any manual dexterity. No penalty on mental skills like language, literacy, lore, whatever. Oh, thanks, buddy. Don't worry. I got the five IQ to back that one up. No. <laughs> this one right here, uh, depending on, on again, not game breaking, but depending on your OCC, I would reroll. Yeah, and also depending on the campaign, because if yeah. the campaign is going to be combat, 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 uh, then this is game breaking. If yeah, it, it is, is going to be more investigative behind the scenes where you can be sitting in a chair being a computer hacker or something, you know what? You can play that fat that fat dude sitting back yeah. going, okay, I'll yeah. fly this for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, if if, if you're playing a, a rogue scholar or a city rat, maybe. No, no, a city rat has to fight. Sorry. A uh, rogue scholar or a or a, a magic user or a psionic of some kind, you can you can get away with a five, six, or seven. You can get away with it. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can get away. My, with my it. only caveat being if you're in a constant run and gun type campaign. Yeah, then that's not going to work out. You're just you're just going to die. Now, yeah. especially if you have a three or four. A three or four, in my opinion, at level one is unplayable, mainly for the minus three on initiative, reduce all combat bonuses by half. That means in any combat whatsoever, a minus three to initiative is huge. The reason it's so, it doesn't sound like it, right? It's only minus three. You're rolling a D20. It's only minus three. The reason it's huge is because you don't get bonuses in initiative for high physical prowess until after 32. That's how significant initiative bonuses are. If you get initiative bonuses, you have to pay a heavy price. At level yeah, once, one, once again, I like what he's going for here. I think they're just too extreme. Yeah, these things are too extreme. To, to get even a plus one or a plus two bonus on initiative, you have to burn away your life or your sanity being a juicer or a crazy. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the point. <laughs> so come now on, that man. I think about it, <laughs> this isn't so bad. Well, well, there's one there's one other aspect to this as well. Physical attributes are the easiest to raise. They are, exactly. So if if you if you burn a lot of a lot of uh skills into wrestling, boxing, weightlifting, training, wrestling, <laughs> everyday you gymnastics can get that and <laughs> three, you can get that three to an eight. It is possible. It is definitely possible. But why waste four skills just trying to dig yourself out of a hole that you shouldn't be in in the first place? I don't get it. Reroll it. Four or three, reroll. There's no point. One or two, I'm not even going to read that. That's just stupid. Okay, uh, let's hit some chat. So we're about halfway through, I think. Wait, no, we have one more, then we'll be halfway through. Let's do one more. Yep. Oh, where the hell is it? So, physical endurance. No, I'm not reading that. That's garbage. One Why? and two, sh you shouldn't exist. Just, just don't, don't. Play. Oh no, 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 no! I was trying to find. I thought you meant yeah. physical endurance. I was just trying to find and realize we we're at the end of the page. So here physical we go. Physical endurance. A character with a P of seven or less has a weak constitution, making him more susceptible to fatigue, disease, poison, and magic than other characters. Okay, here we go. Penalties for a five to seven physical endurance. Minus two to save versus disease. Minus three to save versus drugs and poison. Minus three to save versus magic. Minus 5% to save versus coma and death and fatigues 25% faster than the average person unless you can take frequent breaks. This, not game-breaking. Is it is it a bigger detriment than it should be, in my opinion? Very much. Especially that minus, save, minus three to save versus magic. That's crazy. In, in riffs, that's a lot. 
That is a lot. Magic it seems is like there's no gradation here, in this, like, right? What's that? Seems like there's no gradation in this. Like, no, where's the minus one? You know, can no. we start with a minus yeah. one? Can we start with then... something minor? Because this <laughs> minus three to save versus magic in rifts where spells are thrown around like seed from a broken bird feeder, that's a lot. So let's let's go to four or three, which again, you shouldn't play. This is why. Minus six. It went from two to six. What the hell? What happened to four? What the hell happened? Minus six, save versus disease. Minus five, save versus drugs and poison. Minus four, save versus magic. Well, at least they didn't go to minus six, save versus magic, but still, minus four is a lot. Minus 10%, save versus common death. Fatigues 50% faster than the average person. The duration of, of illness and side effects from drugs lasts 25% longer. 60% chance the character is also a hypochondriac and has a phobia. Roll for each. You got to roll a 61 or higher to not be a hypochondriac and a 61 or higher to not have a phobia about disease and germs. You have to roll both. What the hell? I don't have a problem with the hypochondriac thing. I think it it makes sense. No, you're not a hypochondriac. You literally are sick all the time. Well, fair. <laughs> okay, you know so what? what? Good the hell's point. The point? That, that's impossible. You can't be a hypochondriac and still be sick all the time. Yeah, I stand corrected on that. That's a good point. If you're minus six to save versus disease, you have a cold all the time. Oh all my God. Time. Could you imagine the allergies this asshole has? Oh my God. Hay fever. You just kill yourself. Just kill yourself. This right here is uh, a four or three is unplayable and unroll playable because you're going to have to role play being sick all the time. Well, or else racing. you're not playing character. I mean, that racing, the guy who played racing got put in a novel. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Two or one, not even going to read it. Not even going to read it. It's All just right. too ridiculous. Okay, so we're halfway. Okay. It's, uh, I only have a few. So Mark Hawkman says, uh, I often speculated this is because of not wanting players to min-max and dump a stat they don't need by reducing it below the penalty line. I get that conceptually, but you still have dump stats. I mean, you, you still have to put that five somewhere, right? It's not speed anymore, I'll tell you that. We haven't <laughs> no, gotten speed yet. It's fair, it's no right? no longer a dump stat. It's funny is I made speed my dump stat because I saw that I automatically as part of my OCC got running. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, there we go. 46. I'm good. Or, I'm sorry, 44. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, there might be some truth that I'm not adverse. Again, <clears throat> going to the beginning of this, you know, uh, Eric Dragon said that he doesn't, doesn't like the simulationist side. I get that. Keen Dog has said that he doesn't like this. I do like it conceptually. I think that they're overbearing though. Like let's have, let's have a minor grade. Yeah, absolutely. Way too severe. I still should be able to play the character with the three. You know, but and I I think we've kind of looked one at one instance is a three actually playable that we that we've seen so far. Right. Physical strength. That was it. That was the only one where a three or four was playable. And Paleo says, I love how in Palladium you can raise attributes with good skills. Yep. And uh, mostly we mentioned physical attributes. It's very, yes. very difficult to raise mental attributes in riffs. Mm -hmm. Difficult. Not impossible. Difficult. But it is a good point where you've said on almost every time that we've gone through the skill system or character creation system, that's like, hey, it's okay to have a low attribute because you can raise it. Right. You just or put it in you can, your strength. You can choose to be a juicer or a crazy, and then you have minimums yep. of 18 or 19. It just yep. raises your stat to the minimum. That's fine. That That is that is a cure. Weird guy says, uh, as a GM, I would make up my own penalties for low stats. 
or change rules to roll a d20 under your attribute to do something not covered by the rules or skills. See, there is that, kind of a rule for that proved, already in the game. That just proves that that these rules are stupid. People are like, I like the idea, but it's implement all wrong. I'm going to do my own thing. Well, you that's called homebrewing. You can do your own thing anyway. Yeah. It's better. But isn't isn't there have... already a rule like that in the game, though? I thought, it, but it's just percentile dice. It's your attribute times five or something like that, or t- attribute no, no, that's, times three. That's in uh, Call of Cthulhu. I could have sworn I read it here too, but I might be wrong. All right. Hey, I clicked. I don't know. Max Stephen Hawking's in a voice operator mech with small PP. Yeah, you, if you wanted to play that type of character, you want to play a Krang <laughs> from a. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something like that. It could be done, but understand that uh, that has to be a campaign that fits that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have to be able to to thrive as a low budget Krang with a speaking spell. Sure, you have an IQ of thirty. That's awesome. Good for you. But uh, is it worth it? No. And of course, Baldahar. Oh God, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, we, if you have minus six to your save versus disease you you treat you're, you're, SCDs like 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 friggin' baseball cards you're just collecting them all you're catching shit she didn't even have yeah she didn't even have it it was, it was on the pillow next to her it jumped into your body <laughs> all right let's go to the dump stat physical beauty physical beauty this character is plain jane or pug ugly if you have a five to seven you're minus five percent on gambling, intelligence gathering, performance, public speaking, undercover ops, and minus twenty percent to seduction. But you're plus five percent to interrogation. Now, the halitosis came in with something. Exactly, the halitosis <laughs> came in, came in because like, oh God, stop talking. I got, I got tic tacs in my pocket. Take as many as you want. I'll tell you whatever. You know, like, okay, fine. Now this one is another low key bonus. Just like the the or the earlier, which one was it? The 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 one that the one that gave bonuses. Um, M M E M A M A M A. Well, yeah, yeah, one of those two. A, yeah. a low key bonus for five to seven, depending on the OCC you take. This is actually a, a bonus. Now let's see what happens on three or four. Minus ten percent on skills like gambling, intelligence gathering, performance, public speaking, undercover ops, and minus thirty percent to seduction, but plus ten percent to interrogation skill and ability to intimidate. You're so you ugly. are so yeah, ugly. You are, you are now scary. <laughs> You are scary ugly. Now let's go to two or one because this this gets this gets down the rabbit hole. <laughs> minus fifteen percent on intelligence gathering, public speaking, undercover ops. Minus ten percent to prowl because you're so ugly, people can't take their eyes off you. You are literally a walking, talking, slow motion train wreck. Minus forty percent to seduction. Even children cry when you when you when you come around. You can't pay a brothel enough money to allow you entry. We don't serve your kind in here. We don't serve your kind. What kind? Ugly. <laughs> Note, plus 15% to interrogation skill, plus 5% to gambling, and plus 20% to intimidate. And you have a horror factor of 1d6 plus <laughs> That's 9. That's awesome. This plus is nine. literally Princess Bride to the pain. You are the recipient of to the pain. Women and children scream at your presence. Dear God, what is that thing will echo in your perfect ears. That's what you are if you have a PB of one I can open up a bunch of books. 1D6 plus 9 is higher horror factor than I'd say probably 30% of the monsters. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. You could have a 15 horror factor. Your, your average supernatural creature 
horror factor, if if he's scary, demon looking is fucking thirteen. Somewhere around there, yep. Yeah. You're so ugly, you're scarier than a demon. This right here, depending on your character, the lower the better. The lower the better. Yeah, if you're gonna go ugly, go all out with it. <laughs> if you're gonna go ugly, go one or go home. Turn into the skid. <laughs> so we have a we have found our dump stat. It's not speed. I'll tell you why. Penalties for a speed of six or lower, minus one initiative, minus one dodge, minus 10% dance, whatever, unless it's a slow dance. Okay. You're not going <laughs> to have a slow dance because you're probably ugly too. A casual stroll is running or is at full tilt for this, for this character. Bonuses, plus 5% to prowl, palm, and track, and plus one to perception rolls. You tend to be more observant because you're in the area for longer. It takes you longer to get through, so you have more time to look. That's that's the reasoning behind this. That's ridiculous. A smart character will compensate whenever he can by riding in or driving a vehicle, using power armor, whatever. That's just six or lower. Minus one to initiative, minus one to dodge. Again, that is harsh. That is harsh. Just for because the thing is, there is no bonus for high speed except move except running faster. So, why is a detriment for low speed not just running slower, but minus two initiative and minus a dodge? It doesn't make sense at all. Doesn't make sense. You're already being punished because you're only moving six feet per or six, yes. Was it 60 feet per round or something like that? For every 15 seconds, the maximum you can move at a full run is something like 60 feet. That's detriment enough. This is the classic, this is the example. More so than the even I, I in my opinion, the rest of this dump dumpster fire of garbage. This is the example of being too harsh. Because you get minuses for a low attribute. And no matter how high the attribute is, you don't get bonuses for it. That's crazy. Okay, there, there are nuances to it, but for all the eight attributes, this is the one that I think makes the most sense, and here's why. I'm not talking in all the specifics, but if you look at the core issues, minus five, it starts at a minus five. Makes minus sense. Five, minus the... 10, minus 15. Yeah, that, it... is a, that is a good ramp, yeah. and it's a good starting point, and it ends at a good ending point. I mean, anything more severe than that would be too much. Anything less severe yeah. wouldn't be enough. You're absolutely right. Physical beauty is your dump stat. Everything else is too severe to be yeah. a dump stat. Now, again, I want to say very clearly here, I like it conceptually. I, I know Aaron Dragon's like, you know, this is too simulationist. I know Heathen Dog doesn't like it because he mentioned, as he mentioned earlier, the uh, the fact that you can't say it doesn't matter what your attributes are anymore. It could be a three or 15. It's the same thing. I know I like that there could be some penalties for some lower stats. As long as the penalties, I'll use the word again, are viable. Well, allow the character to still be viable. I think Both a bunch of these, of these don't let the character be viable. The, the majority of these don't. Majority. Like there, there are six stats here. And uh, at least four of them, if you have a, if you, if you, if you roll a four or less, re-roll. There's no point in playing. There's no point, especially IQ. If you roll a four IQ, just leave. 
just <laughs> your character just, is probably locked up somewhere you're not yeah. uh, you're not adventuring just, just re-roll just re-roll <laughs> i mean that, that that's actually great if you're rolling 3d6 top to bottom because you only rolled one time oh starting over because iq's first it's like oh i got a four iq nope i'm starting over rolling iq again <laughs> you only wasted four seconds <laughs> Um, I know there are other things to the book that were changes. Did you want to focus on any of those or no, do you just no, kind of want to leave it this, this? Okay. This one was the one that really pissed me off. The, the okay. other changes, like I said, one or two bonus here, one or two bonus there. It's not super game affecting this one right here. The, some of the OCCs the, changed a little bit with regard some to the, the OCCs skills. changed yeah. a little bit. And, you know, obviously there, there are some OCCs that don't appear in the original riffs book, like elemental fusionist and stuff like that, that shouldn't be played at all. I, I wouldn't have in my game. There's, they just don't exist. But uh, you know, there, there's the uh, coalition states OCCs, which 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 I think are necessary if you are making a coalition campaign. Absolutely necessary, because everyone else is is too much of a free spirit to be in the coalition. This is for you, not me. Oh, that's for you. Next time you're live stream a riffs game, I want to see you play a vagabond with all threes. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> He's donating the super chat to that live stream fund. Nope. Five dollars. I'm not going to see that five bucks. Go to hell. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. You get the Twitch yeah. money. I get the. Yeah, I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing uh, any riffs character with a three or a four in a stat. Not, I'm not playing it. I'm rerolling. That's it. But thank you for the five dollars. Thank you. It was a good suggestion. It. We'll put that out there for other folks. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's get into our boom. That's right. Dun dun dun. I'll keep that on the screen so you'll think that this is a seamless transition. Like nothing is happening in the background at all. Nope. And oh my god, where'd that come from? Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's, it's moving so, magic. Picked uh, three comments from last week's where we talked okay. about riffs and ley lines. Well, riffs, riffs, and riffs, ley lines. There we go. Got it. Uh, first one is Alan Pollock says, Hey guys, start listening. So, so I like the world of riffs, but a lot is clunky. Hmm. Don't agree with that. I don't agree. Hang with on, that. Hang I, on. I get it. I don't agree with that, though. Um, so I decided that taking combat from dark heresy and modifying things to fit this world. Hopefully I can rework it well. The world is super interesting. My idea is to make the players play themselves, ugh, having been drawn into riffs. Okay, I mean, I can see that. Everybody does the trope once, right? Yep. Uh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Wait, or are we? What could okay. be riffs, Kansas, yeah. All right, no, number one, um, you, everyone, like, like Max said, everyone has to play themselves once. After you do it, you're not going to do it again because it ends up being bad. And uh, the idea of taking riffs and using a different system is offensive to me <laughs> because Savage World Riffs is offensive to me. The fact that it exists is a blight on the world. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a reason for the continuation of global warming. <laughs> okay so i would say that you that you're playing dark heresy in a riffs like world i don't have a problem with that make your whatever home brews you want but do not but, say you're 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 playing riffs with with yeah. uh dark heresy rule stop it stop it 
that that's that's exactly the same as as saying you know a, a strawberry shake from from uh, from Wendy's will make you lose weight. No, it's a lie. And and I don't think that the Rift system is clunky. And uh, as an example, it's not the rules; it's the book. <laughs> that's the yeah, problem. The book is clunky. Yes, <laughs> the 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 book needs uh, all these stupid changes for Rift Ultimate Edition. Didn't wasn't necessary. The biggest change I want is formatting. You know, uh, you know, uh, put, putting putting the rules and the putting the rules and sections in the right order, rewording them, you know, to to uh, make them more understandable, clear, concise, consistent, digestible. accurate. Those those four clear, concise, consistent, yes. and accurate. Yes. If you have the riffs does not have a palladium as a whole, the game system does not have those four attributes. When it comes to rules, yes. It's when it comes great to great narrative, rule. great great descriptions, wonderful settings. Even the yes. riff setting. Even even though I'm not a huge riffs fan, I still think the riff setting is written wonderfully. Yes, world building is astonishing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, as far as the game rules go, now the game rules themselves aren't that bad. And here's no, the example I use: Go watch our Let's Play from last week it's a friday night chill stream you can find we have a friday night chill stream playlist find the one that says we're playing a uh uh riffs let's play one shot or something like that and just watch it and i felt that the game kept moving three of three of the people who were there two or three of the people that had never played riffs before yep i think one person i forget who it was at first is like i don't know what i'm doing so help me out guys what am i doing it's like no no, no. Sure. just roll the dice yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about everything that you're trying to like it's try to fit everything into a mold of this rule versus that rule. Versus, no, just tell me what you're trying to do. And then I'll tell you if you need to roll dice or not. And all yeah. of a sudden we're just all just doing stuff. And he'd say, yeah. okay, give me this role. Give me that role. Yeah. I mean, uh, as, as soon as the new player understood that for combat and perception, you roll a D 20 for almost anything else. You roll percentage for damage. You roll the damage of the weapon. That's it. That's all you got to know. And you're going to roll the right dice. And then it's the game master's, it's a game master's job to give you a target number. So you don't have to think about that. With that said though, if you want to uh, run a dark heresy game in a riffs like world, it's Hey, your, have it's your at table. it. Yep. It's your table. That's have fine. Fat gamer. Been a member now for two months, at least. Cause that's what the little Chevron up there means. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like the way palladium handles time travel but in my games, trying to change the past only ensures it happens. For example, going back and trying to assassinate Hitler is what caused his rise to power. Okay, I think that's now, a neat premise. Uh, it is. It is. But in, in Palladium, there isn't actually time travel. It's not real time travel. It's, it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe time travel. You're actually going to another universe that has not advanced in time as much as yours. So any changes you make will not make changes to your universe, just that universe. But in then, it's the present, just like it's the present for you now. It's your past, but it's their present. It's very weird. Uh, Rewatch re the Avengers Infinity War or whatever if you, want, if you want another explanation for that. But in, in Palladium, you don't actually have time travel. You just have, you go to another universe that hasn't advanced in time as much as yours. And that, that's the answer. Okay. I, I still like this conception. Like uh, you did everything you could to stop him, but in the end, <laughs> you actually caused it. Uh, I think that's a movie trope for some. Uh, well, no, uh, it's it's the it's the idea that paradox can paradoxes cannot exist. Yeah, which means you cannot create one, so you cannot change the past. And milk thistle, I would don't 
have I don't even want to know what that name means. <laughs> I just wish more GMs would run riffs where they actually focus on the riffs and related content instead of just yet another boring CS campaign. I need That's you to fair. talk talk That's about fair. that because all of my riffs games have been some sort of coalition campaign. You were the one that you ran, the one that Bob ran, the one that I'm in now, the one we ran in high school, either was anti or pro coalition campaigns. Yep. Almost every one of them. Actually, every one of them. How how would you do then? Uh, how would you do that? Well, how would you then do a uh, more magical psionic type game? That's actually that's actually pretty easy. Uh, you uh, you start off in the in the center of the country as your base of operation, and and you you are say getting paid. You have a you have a wilderness scout with you. You have a leyline walker. You have a you have a, a psychic of some kind. You have a man at arms type of some kind, and you are you are explorers. And you are you are cartography experts or whatever, and you can travel to all these different areas that are rich in ley lines and magical energy, and nothing. And the coalition has very little presence there, and it's it's all about surviving and and uh, uh, in increasing the knowledge of humanity by you know uh, um, seeing how the world has changed. You know, you you you're your own Aaron Tarn basically at that point. That that's that's an easy campaign to run. Well, there we go. Now, folks out there, if they watch this far, will have ideas on how to do that. Uh, anything else you want to cover for segment one, or do you think we're good to go? No, I think we're good to go. All right. Well, thank you, folks, for being here. Uh, I did all the proclivities at the beginning, so I'm not going to do it now, and we're just going to end segment one now. All right. I'll be back in just a sec. And, and I want everybody in chat, once again, I think you guys do this now just to troll me, and it's working. Um, remember, this is the internet. Everything is related to penises. So whatever you want to type in a chat about milk thistle, it's a penis reference and you know it. All right, I'm done. Uh... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I do know that uh, I mean that, that it can be done, but I, th I think the coalition stuff is simple. Also, one of the things that I would probably think is, yeah, maybe not coalition, but start with some low-level DBs, maybe taking some jobs for the coalition or something. Uh, obviously, you'd have to have a coalition minder with you, <laughs> you know, something like that. But then branching out into magic and psionics and, and so forth. But th that's just me. I like things to start mundane and then grow into the fantastic that's a little more difficult with riffs because riffs just starts off fantastic but uh... no everybody on the internet the internet is for porn if you're not using it for porn you're using the internet incorrectly well porn or trolling either one that is the purpose of the internet. Scientifically proven. It's a law. It's not even a theory anymore. It's a law. Porn and trolling. All right. Okay, let me get the link out here for our, uh, our guest. What nonsense do you have for me today? We'll wait till, uh, till Jim Bloodworth gets here, and then, then we'll... And we'll get into the shenanigans. 
Bye bye, Riff's book. I don't think I need you anymore today. Have you ready? I have you ready. Oh, there we go. Tim Bloodworth is here. All right. Hey, How you doing today, sir? Hey, how's it going? Going well. Uh, let me get the segment two stuff ready here. We'll get started. Yeah, let me uh, close YouTube. That way I'm not reverbing. Yep, I heard me. All right, yep. here we go. All right, for segment two today, kind of late to this one, but that's because we stream on Sundays, you know? That's just a part of the deal here. We stream on Sundays. and uh, But we're going to be picking up where you've probably watched 500 videos about this already on race versus species in one D&D. If you have not heard, one D&D has decided we are going to change the name from race to species in the game. And is that a good good change? A bad change? A med change? Who the hell cares? Let's find out. Go ahead and read the disclaimer there. You know it. You love it. You breathe it every day. And of course, you can look below for our links. You can refer to the description. You can find links to our various Legion Miss sites, our social media, Discord, merch, etc. Please check those out and, of course, enjoy the swag because they keep taking away. Those of you who got the non-family friendly ones, you almost have some one of the kinds because uh, <laughs> they kicked off a bunch of my not family friendly swag on there. And, of course, please be sure to like this video. Leave a comment. Both those actions help this channel immensely. And if you have not done so, subscribe to Legion of Myth. And yes, we have our schedule right there. Join us on Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of amazing... Oh, what was it that you said earlier? Dirty Casuals. Our dad and his team of Dirty Casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And on Fridays and Sundays, stop by Legion of Myth, the YouTube channel where we live stream fundamentals and overviews of tabletop role-playing games and provide opinions and commentary on the tabletop role-playing game hobby as a whole. And here we are. We have brought in DM Bloodworth from Unscripted and Unchained RPG Reviews to help us talk about and make sense of this nonsense that... Uh... <laughs> I'm not here to make sense of it. <laughs> well, I was hoping somebody would. No. <laughs> yeah, well, then what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that's so a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a, a hard call to, uh, to make sense of it, but... Uh... It's because they really don't understand what they're doing, but I'll let you continue your your sure. intro. So, so just to let uh, people know what's up, I'm I'm going to read through this. This uh, this article actually isn't that long, so we're probably going to read through it. Well, the but, first uh, sentence is already bullshit. Well, that's fine. Uh, well, we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. I, I've got to get my notebook on here, which uh, I have six and a half pages of notes. Wow. After after we get through this, and just so you know, like how I wrote those notes. It's not like it's uh, <laughs> three words per page. I have yeah. notes. I have thoughts about this. And this was specifically related to Daniel. I'm actually not an Asian, but I pretend to be one on YouTube. Quan, uh, Asian's podcast, where he talked about uh, this nonsense with two others. Um, yeah, who are probably just as Canadian as him. I don't know. So... What does Watsy, Dungeons & Dragons, and the D&D Beyond staff have to say about moving on from quote-unquote race in one D&D? And Heathen Dog, if you can pay attention to chat and throw anything uh, up to, or save anything up for the stun that people are saying. Dungeons & Dragons has a history of evolving to meet the needs of our players and fostering an inviting space for everyone. You're right. You're right. I can't. 
Have you all ever had a, a table that wasn't inviting because of something written in a core book? Okay. I have flabbergasted everybody. Certain, certainly haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so the game didn't need to evolve because it was already there. I, I, I can go back to a book, one of the books I have written by Gary Gygax. And no, I'm not a prior of Gygax, but back then he was even saying it's one of the most welcoming, inclusive hobbies mm -hmm. in the world. And this was back in the, the early 80s when he wrote that. There's never been an issue of fostering and inviting space for everyone. With that in mind, we understand race is a problematic term. I hate that word. Go, go ahead, Heaton Dog, get it out. I hate that word. Bullshit word. And it's never been problematic at all, ever, a single time, ever, to anybody with more than four brain cells. Oh my God, you just proved segment one real. What? Somebody with a four IQ. Oh, right. Oh, didn't re-roll. Yeah. You need to re-roll. <laughs> didn't re-roll. <laughs> oh my god uh that has been prejudice oh sorry is a problematic term that has had prejudice links between real world people and fantasy peoples of dnd worlds only for people who can't distinguish what is real and what is fantasy right and those people i don't want to hear from because nothing they say is worth knowing damn it somebody's taking one of my talking points away from me i had to click on that one uh, that'll come up later oh my god the usage of the term across D&D and other popular, okay, and other popular IP, I think it should be IPs, has evolved yep. over time. No, it has not. Nope. Now it's time for the next evolution. Since, oops, since the release of the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons in 2014, we have made the conscious decision to reduce the usage of the term race to only apply to the game mechanic. We took this a step further with the release of Tasha's Cauldron Everything in 2020 when we presented an alternative to character creation that untangled ability score improvements from your choice of playable races. Remember, that was when uh, Halflings could have a 20 strength now. Right. and Exactly. Yes, yes. It, 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 uh, it, it made D&D &D into more of a clown world. Yeah. But that's, that's a mechanic. Yep. <laughs> so they just contradicted themselves. Well, the, the, the term, the, okay, the, there's, the mechanic is still there. It's just that it doesn't have anything directly tied to it like that. You make up what's tied to it. So it yeah. still uses race as a mechanic. It's still so, the race so, you mechanic. Know, if, if you want to use race as this mechanic, then then you're the bigot, not them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, you know, it, it, they, they can blame the user. That's that's fair. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, improvements. Uh, so we have we also, also evolved the lore. Of the people, I'm sorry. We also evolved the lore of the peoples throughout the D&D multiverse to be more diligent in extracting past prejudice, stereotypes, and unconscious biases. Literally, also, the things you need to have yeah. in the game. Also known as flavor. Yeah, yeah. Now they 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 have successfully turned all of the backstory of D&D into gruel. Yeah, everyone can eat it, but no one's gonna like it. Congratulations, uh. you you played yourself. Good job. <laughs> One D&D, the code name for the next generation of D&D, gives us an opportunity to, opportunity to go deeper into every component of Dungeons & Dragons. Because you've bad-touched so much of it already, might as well complete the job. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that later, yep. Mm -hmm. 
The immense interest and level of feedback across the first few playtest material releases shows us the value in having an open dialogue with our community about everything related to the game. You don't have an open dialogue with your community. You have an open dialogue with Twitter. Yes. Which is different. With a handful of people on Twitter. Yes, a handful of loud people that aren't going to buy your book anyway. In the next Unearthed Arcana, now just to be fair, Unearthed Arcana means not official rules. Mm -hmm. In the next Unearthed Arcana containing playtest material for 1D&D, we are presenting a replacement for the term race. That new term is species. We know this is an important change to D&D, one that requires an open conversation with our community that you will not have because nobody will have... No, hmm. It's not important at all. Well, but they're not going to have the open conversation anyway. They're only going yeah. to listen to one side. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want to be clear about a few things as we play test the new term. We have made the decision to move on from using the term race everywhere in one D&D. We do not intend to return to that term. All right. So uh, having a conversation is not really a conversation. If you say there's nothing you can say that's going to change our mind. We're just doing this because that's bullet point number one. Well, on that one topic, maybe, but they're probably, uh, well, like I said, I've got notes. <laughs> there, there are other terms that people want to possibly be used. The term species was chosen in close coordination with multiple outside cultural consultants. Okay. Now, for everyone who, who is still confused on what cultural consultants are, these, these are the people who have degrees from college that are unemployable in literally any other field in the world. They created the idea of cultural consultants so they can actually afford food. Karen. I hate the fact that half a chat is actually using my talking points. Like they know what I'm going to say. It sucks. You're not as smart as you thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe more people actually yeah. feel this way. Uh, in the survey for this Unearthed Arcana play test, which will go live on December 21st. Hey, everybody, get out there on December 21st and let them know that... Uh, this is that, ridiculous. That these, well, yeah, but what part of it is actually ridiculous? Uh, we'll, again, we'll get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Players will be able to give feedback on the term species along with everything else present in the playtest materials. I feel like that should be past tense, but I was wrong. Having an open conversation around the term race is both important and challenging. Not at all. Not really. On either of those. <laughs> that is why it's vital we foster a positive, open, and understanding dialogue with one another. Please invite me. I will not be caustic. I promise you. Invite me. I will not be caustic. Put me on one of your Watsy podcasts. Let's talk about this. Oh, wait. You, you'll never do that. We welcome your constructive feedback on this evolution and many more evolutions to one D&D that make this game exciting, open, and accessible to everyone, as it has always been. Dragons and elves belong in our world, and so do you. False! Dragons and elves are fake. I am real. <laughs> Wait, that's it? That's it. That's the whole thing. Well, mm -hmm. that, that's the whole thing of this. My talking points are based well, on what... Uh, Nowhere in this did I did I see their their definitions of race and species and why they believe that it, that it's so different. I I didn't see that at all. Because 
they've attached a negative charge to the word race. Yeah, that, that sounds like only, a personal problem. That they, they created a they created they created a problem and then they want credit for fixing and it. And now they're saying, well, we're going to fix it now. Um, which is basically why I wanted to come in on this because I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. And in order to successfully virtue signal, all right, uh, which is what they're trying to do, of course, mm -hmm. um, your virtual, your virtue has to have a counter component to it. There has to be somebody fighting against you, it. You can't have a hero without a villain, right? Right. Yeah. So they're trying to claim this virtuous change when there was no conflict against it, all right? Because whether you use race or species means absolutely nothing. It doesn't matter, all right? It, whether I'm sitting, if I'm sitting at my table, and I, I actually just brought this out. I wanted to say, I was like, where does this refer to race or species? It doesn't. Not at all. All it says is, you're going to be a fighting man, a wizard, or a cleric. If you want to, you can be a dwarf. That's a fighting man. Can only be a fighting man. A halfling, which should only be a fighting man up to a certain level. An elf could be a fighting man or a wizard or any combination of the two. All right. Not once does this entire thing mention race or species. It just says human, elf, dwarf, halfling. That's it. All right. So you can function without using the terms at all. They did. They created the game without using race. You know, so it is a, it, it, you can't claim a virtue of I'm changing something that goes all the way back to the beginning. No, it doesn't go all the way back to the beginning. The beginning actually had none of this, all right? And that's virtually every argument we hear from them. They're always trying to correct something that began in the past that wasn't there. I mean, it's like the, the Hadazi with the Spelljammers thing. It was like, nope, that wasn't back in Star Frontiers or in Spelljammers. You inserted that. You know, Wizards of the Coast is inserting all of this negative context and then trying to say, you know, oh, well, we're going to fix it now because it's something that's been lingering since the past. Yeah. Okay. I, I have the answer. Uh, we, we, after I say this, we can actually stop the broadcast. Okay. Cause the, this is, this is the answer to, to all, all the questions that everyone is thinking and why, why is this even necessary? What, why did that article have space on the internet allotted to it? What's, what's the point? Here's the point. This goes back all the way in time to around 2015. That's when this problem started. What problem? It all started with the decoupling of sex and gender. Think about it. In your mind, does race and species mean something different? In your mind, no. right now. No, I mean, by, and by definition, they've right. been used synonymously for exactly. centuries. The same thing with gender and sex. 
up until about 2015, in everyone's mind, they were coupled. They meant the same thing. They were interchangeable in most cases. Now, no, they're decoupled. Same thing with species and race. They created the problem. Liberal lowest common denominator thinking idiots created a problem and want credit for the solution. Yeah. Gender and sex. They made it a problem. They no longer mean the same thing. And the and they want to use their solution to fix it. Race and species now are going to be decoupled, creating the problem. And now we're going to create a solution for that problem. That is that is the the most evil things in the world, creating a problem so you get credit for a solution. If if you had an employee that did that, you'd fire them. You'd fire them on the spot. They're trying to they're trying to create their own clout. It's the it's the arsonist fireman. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exact same thing. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. It, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, it, you create a fire. So, so you can save the day. That's exactly what, what these, these liberal retards are doing. They're creating a fire so they can come in with the water and be heroes. We didn't need your, we didn't need your heroism until you started a fire. You were unnecessary. Go back to being in the shadows, crawl back under the hole that you, that you, that you came out of and leave normal people alone. We were going along just fine before you decoupled sex and sex and gender and now de decoupled race and species. In the, Which without in the getting crazy, reactor. without getting crazy political here, but that is all part of the postmodernist uh, critical theory nonsense that's mm -hmm. per, uh, perpetuated out there. Perpetuated um, by, by, by people who don't understand how the world actually works. But they have pieces of paper that say they're smarter than you. You you know what you know what pieces of paper I have more that they don't money. I'm gonna hit some chat and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll go down, go down my notes here so that uh, that we can uh, parse some other arguments. I do agree with you. If anybody wants to end right now, go ahead and put up the subscribe thing while I'm going through this. Uh, <laughs> anybody wants to stop watching now? You have heard everything you need to hear. We're gonna nitpick it now after this mm -hmm. point. <laughs> but uh, I'll start with uh, so weird guy says it's all about caving to the preference of the least common denominator. Race and species are almost interchangeable to start with, so it is pointless. That is exactly true. In fact, um, I want to say it was Ironcaster said it on T-shirt Historians show yesterday, where he was actually talking about how even the or was it was it Grim? Might have been Grim. I, uh, whoever's on T-shirt Historians show yesterday, the Weekend Geek, check it out. Uh, said that even uh, Darwin in the origin of species had those two terms similar, like in like the subtitle of the book or something, but it's been used. I can tell you all throughout my life. And I talked to my folks all throughout their life, race and species, other than specifically in the concept of humanity itself, that's the same thing. You just yeah. flipped them. It depended on what visual you wanted to give. Oh, uh, just didn't need to do that. Weird guy says we're arguing semantics. Yes. Yes, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But we are what, what we're arguing is that we we agree they are semantics, but the the, the people behind one D and D want now want to make it actually a significant difference that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, right. out of a yeah, they they they, they want to give the semantics power, 
that yeah. it doesn't rightfully have. Yeah. They, they want to right. make it a virtuous statement when it's basically a non. It's a, it's a neutral. It, it's a it, it's yeah. it's a lateral change. Yeah, it, it it doesn't have, like I said, it doesn't have it doesn't the opposition have yeah. in order for it to be a true virtue. Yeah. You know, you have to struggle in order to be virtuous. Mm -hmm. You know, there, otherwise you you can't be heroic in the absence of any any of threat, any danger, any yeah. you know whatever. It it's just. And, and again, they're trying to claim that's why, I, I mean, I guarantee you that Jeremy Crawford has never read this, all right? He has never gone through this and actually seen, wait, we're going to make an allegation about old school D&D, &D, all right? And he's never picked up the books to actually look at them. But but all to right, be fair, to that's not that's said. not all that popular, comparatively speaking. If you look at the more popular books, Rule Cyclopedia, Beckme, uh, first and second edition AD and D. Race is discussed. Yes. Yes, it, it's discussed, but again, it's not discussed in the in the way that they are loading it up. Right, right, right. Yeah. With a with a context, it's discussed as a game mechanic. Mm -hmm. All right, and that's all that it is is a game mechanic. And it's a term right. we could all recognize to say that demi-humans are not human, that humans are this, elves are that, gnomes mm -hmm. are that. Well, how do you make that distinction? Well, humans like to use categories and classifications. That's just what we are, right? Well, so we use the term race because it's a term that we all can recognize and was used synonymously anyway. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, oh, I, I did that one. Yeah. Uh, the reason I put that up there is because I wanted to, I wanted to do this. Uh, Max is so dumb when he says I'm not actually an Asian or he's not actually an Asian. Of course he is. It's in his blood. Well, there, there are two types of, of the, the, the idea of cultural heritage and, and your actual practice. Uh, for, for example, uh, you, you can be a, a, a Jew by blood or a Jew by religion. You could be either or, or both. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is that Quan is not an Asian by practice, he's an, he's an Asian by ancestry. He has no concept of what it means to be Asian. Exactly. Yes. He has, he has, he has no, no concept of what it means to live and die by the culture of being Asian. He didn't even know what the Asian word Gaijin was. That, that so, will never get so, us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Max, Max makes that distinction mm -hmm. of being culturally Asian or Asian by birth. And, I, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit when we go through our points. But I mean, like the point I'm going to make is that he's no more Asian than I am German. At least I lived there for 10 years. So. All right. That, that's the only thing I wanted to say. Okay. Right. Uh, Coke Show says, uh, if you think, yeah, this is, this is one of the points I'm going to make. If you think like a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. If you think like a racist, you think everything is racist. Uh Baldahar says uh, they made races cosmetic only. Yep, back yes. in Tasha's. Yes. yes. The two years yeah, ago. They made their they made the attribute modifiers and the traits completely not linked to any interchangeable. Race. Yep. So so you, so you 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 could be an elf with uh, with twenty strength, or a uh, or a, uh, uh, do, 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 a and all uh, the traits dwarf. of a dwarf. Yeah, uh, all a, the traits. A, a dwarf, dwarf with a with a twenty charisma. You could do that. Yeah. Now. You could be Doesn't you could matter. be an elf that is that can tell the um, the incline and decline of uh, natural caverns, um, yeah, and then have no far understanding bonkers. at all. <laughs> you know, it's like 
just completely interchangeable. You can you can be a seven foot halfling. All right. Look, um, we showed an article where it talked about a gnome and a furbolg. I'm not going to say any more. That's <laughs> Great Dane and a Chihuahua. Um, Fat Gamer says, "Hey Max, HD question about D and D. If there are no racial stereotypes or prejudices, would there even be any races left, or they all be one giant mutt species?" That's exactly. They're, That's it's no, just uh, it's, they're cosplaying. They're cosplaying yeah, humans. Uh, yes, yes. Everyone, everyone in the universe in D and D in in fifth edition D and D right now is a human in in a uh, in a, a leather face type skin suit of an of of an elf or a dwarf or whatever they're all just humans acting like there's something else that's it there are yep. no there are no there are no races or species anymore i don't even know why they use that term it should just oh. be character because that's all there is just character we'll talk about the terms they want to use oh super that sounds okay. awesome guy says important change that does nothing was already interchangeable term for decades yeah. This is useless gesture for no, but right. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Exactly. It's a useless gesture for, for everything people except, except Twitter rights. Yeah, there you go. And, and actually the, the Twitter rights already attacked them because they said now it's species. Yep. And yep. now it's uh, it's bioessentialism. Yep. And that's Hold real. Up. Bioessential <laughs> is a real thing. Yeah, well, they don't want it to be. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I don't want the, the, the sun to come up for people on Twitter, but it does every day and it pisses me off. It shouldn't be that way. The, the world is, is, is against me. I'm oppressed. That makes just as much sense as a lot, a lot of people on here. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, so input. Welcome comments turned off. <laughs> we welcome your comments except for we don't, but that'll be for the, uh, what do you call that later on? The 21st. Uh, yeah, 21st. Bounce yeah. everything. Uh, the more they return the imagination, the user just control people because they will lose the ability to think of ways around their controls. Okay. Did you, you start that one? Uh, I yeah, remember. I did. Uh, the the okay. reason being is because the, 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 the first step in, in killing your imagination is, is changing what language means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and these weirdos have been trying to change definitions yeah. of words like uh, forever. Oh, yeah. If the, the only way, the only way the weak minded win an argument is by making your words mean what they want it to mean. Yep. And then this they is win. why, this is why I don't let it happen to the best of my ability, which is why I stand up. I know people don't like the soapbox that I'm on with, you know, we'll say the one word that I can't say, it, but because that's part and parcel with the types of changes yep. these weirdos want. And that, that, that's the reason I brought up sex and gender. They are coupled. They mean the same thing. The, the only they're only small differences in literary usage that's it but sex and gender mean the same thing race and species mean the same thing they're trying to change the definitions so they can win arguments i'm not gonna let them change the definitions win the argument or, or sorry control control the language control the argument yep you know when, when i left uh when i left my school for the last time <laughs> they told me you know there's you know certain things like if you wanted to, they were in the process of actually removing a lot of the books and everything from the library and the one thing that i wanted to walk out of that library with i walked out with eight webster's dictionaries all printed from 2010 and earlier all right and the reason being is 
I wanted to have a reference of what were words really mean mm -hmm. prior to, you know, this conversion, which I think really started around 2012. Uh, that's when they really started to, you know, uh, inch towards making some of these changes and such. But I, I have about eight copies of a Webster's Dictionary now from 2010 and earlier that, you know, I can go there and I can say, you know, hey, look, this is what the definition of a male is or a man <laughs> is or race is or racism is or any of these words that they have changed over the last seven and, and years. And just remember, so. dictionary.com, Merriam-Webster, mm -hmm. um, and there's one other big one, are actually far left organizations. Yes. And and they're they're backed by a bunch of crazy. We're not talking like okay, he's a lefty, whatever. No, we're talking the crazy George Soros types. Yeah, no, they they they've, they've systematically changed online all of their you know all of those terms mm -hmm. to 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 modify them to reflect what they the want them to reflect yeah. now, rather than what they had meant for in some cases, hundreds of years. Right. A, a, a dictionary is supposed to reflect reality, not someone's ideology. Well, it's yeah. also supposed to reflect actual language and not invoke language. And for example, the change with to, of the word they in 2018, when Merriam-Webster did that, Merriam-Webster didn't do that based on the, uh, based on, well, that's how language has evolved. No, they invoked that, they or evoked yeah. it. They evoked it. They said, this is how it needs to be from this moment forward. Funny because dictionaries don't control grammar they control linguistics chicago manual style which i still have right there which still has not been updated thank god but i know will be um would disagree with you merriam webster so um grammar style guide for writing dictionary for the meanings of words anyway um so got two more left and then the, finally we'll get into the talking points here uh oops crafty had yeah watsi is now creating an argument for bioessentialism by accident i love it yes yes this is what they're crying about the most right now is mm -hmm. that by that they've just handed us folks who believe in bioessentialism in the game or to be fair don't even think that it matters that there's a term of bioessentialism but can use it as an argument now against them I've got a video from how many years ago was it Heathen Dog? Four? Four years yeah. ago? Where I actually said we should be using the word species? Thank you, Watsy, for listening to me. I'm glad you actually reached out and you listened to me because my video is still out there for everybody to listen to. Uh, but yes, Crafty's right about that. And then the last one that I starred, whew, I disagree with the gender. It's a made-up term from commie pedos that should be avoided. And it's not the political side of it, but uh, Flady's actually right. Sex is the proper term, always has been. Well, gender is a term that's used synonymously, but, 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 the way we utilize gender now, Adam, was it Alan, Adam Kinsinger, I forget his name, and John Money, absolutely two of the most horrific people on yes. the face of this planet. Pedophiles, rapists, and, and just sex offenders the lot. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they did things that, 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 would, that would make serial killers blush absolutely deformed children yes yes gender and sex the only difference used to be in in uh in small small aspects of literary yeah. coinage kind of like a kind of like a if, if you're if you're writing and you want to you want to use flair or whatever you you can you can use a gender thing instead of a sex thing and then it's a little different but in most in 99.99% of common day usage commonplace usages sex and gender were coupled 
up until yeah. up until these assholes decided to to try and make it not coupled. All right. So I'm still on not even the first sentence of my notes. So let's start going down my notes and we'll and we'll have some commentary on this. So everything that I'm talking about here comes from me watching. I'm not giving you a link for it. Uh, you can find yourself. The Asians podcast had three. Well, I know one of them sure is Canadian, not Asian. Um, I don't know who the other two were uh, on there talking about uh, it was a 26 minute video talking about race and species. Now they still have a problem with this. So. Uh, do, 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 do. I can skip that. I've said it a couple times. Okay, so Watsi previously removed ability score modifiers, as we talked about, and this was in the Baldahar comment, right? Yep. And uh, racial traits from oh my god, from race, and put them into backgrounds. That's like removing my cat's night vision from its genetics and saying that only cats with the feral background have night vision. Yep. It's ridiculous, but yeah. So removing these traits, whether it's a strength trait, whether it's a night vision trait. Now, my understanding is that all of them have been removed. Like all elves still have night vision or something. I'm not sure. I don't, like I said, I don't do the 5e thing. But it's just when, you, when you're thinking about this, like, oh, so they're just removing a couple of things? Like, or they're just changing a word? No, no. They're systematically progressing. And, and I would tell you it started with third edition. I was telling Heathen Dog this before the stream. I feel this stuff started with third edition. But to start with the all race, all class nonsense, and then just has gone on from there. They are trying to remove all vestiges of what used to be D&D. And they've already done it. To be fair, they've already done it. Now they're just adding pine needles on top of the compost heap. There, there's nothing that this right here doesn't do anything. Changing it from race to species doesn't do anything to the game because the game has already been destroyed. And I mean that word destroyed. It has yeah. been destroyed. This is just keeping keeping them relevant and in the news. Uh, thoughts, guys? Yes. Uh, the the change in race and species is has to be one of three ploys. One, create a problem so you can solve it. Mm -hmm. Two, create a difference between race and species so later on you can capitalize on it and be a hero of some kind. Or three, make the change just to get in the just to get in the papers, you know. The zeitgeist. Just, yeah, yeah. Just to, just to just to keep your brand out there. It's one of those three things, and neither none of them have any merit. None of them. None of them are going to improve their bottom line. No, no. It, it's good. Right. I guarantee you. Line. No, Q4, no. Four Q four Q four sales comes out. And they lose another thirty-five percent. There, there's going to be serious, serious problems, you know, with Wizards of the Coast at that point. All right, they cannot afford another sixty million dollar loss. All right, um, and you know, it's not like they can turn to MTG to bail them out because that was their biggest screw up. All right, uh, with that going on, so now D&D only had one product, I think, come out in this quarter. All right, and that was Dragonlance. So they got to tie everything to Dragonlance to help pull them out because this new stuff going on is not going to be, you know, is not going to see any kind of revenue generation for for years, if at all. Um, they're they're going to. Well, I think there will. I think there will be a bump with one D and D because it's new, and you know how people glom onto the new things, but that's not until twenty twenty four. Right. 
That's not going to be until 2024. And there's there's some question of whether or not Wizards of the Coast will still be standing by 2024. Yeah, there there is a much much greater than a non-zero chance that uh, they're going to file bankruptcy before that point. We'll see what Hasbro does with them. Yeah, All right, um, spin them off and let them die. That's what Hasbro's going to do. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on with that. So uh, what I wrote down here was, uh, again, this is all based on listening to those weirdos on the Asians podcast. SJWs mm-hmm. want the term ancestry. That's what they decided on. They want the term ancestry. So there are two reasons for this. The first one is it promotes the idea of demi-humans. Okay? No, if being an orc and being an elf, elf is nothing more than an ancestry, there is no biological or theological separator between them between the obviously different life forms. So to them, demi-humans are humans. Everything, it's just, it, there's no point in having demi-humans. We're all, as we were saying, you know, the, the clay molds, right? Which leads to number two, as it removes bioessentialism, which these weirdos see as a bad thing, while to normal people, uh, bioessentialism is essential. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like it, so ancestry... It makes it like, oh, my ancestors were elves. But intermixed there, I had an ancestor who was a dwarf and an ancestor who was an orc. That's why so, they want. So ancestors. one of your ancestors was raped, is what you're saying. No, they 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 reject no, if, that completely. No, if yeah. one of your ancestors was an orc, that means you know, great aunt Shelley was raped. Not according to D D or the modern. Not according D&D to them, no. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That orcs and humans could, uh, or orcs and elves, or whatever, could have a a a mutually um, consensual relationship. Sure. They, they threw out that entire idea. Okay. So, I, hang on, hang on. You know what? You know what? Uh, if if D and D wants to hire a bunch of rape apologists, that's fine. Mm. You know, they they can. <laughs> you know, uh, it's. It's hard to find a job after jail, but D and D's got a place for you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Wizards of the Coast will hire you. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast will hire you, no, no matter your record, just as long as as uh, it's a you know, you're you're a minority as well. All right. So so moving on to the next point. And again, you can backtrack to these points if you want to, but uh, I want to keep this moving a little bit. Uh, so the SJWs also want to get pedantic over the fact, and I saw this in our chat as well, and I'm just going to say, get over it, guys. Uh, want to get pedantic over the fact that there is no consensus over the term species. Who cares? Well, it makes sense. And is in everyone's best interest to use dictionary definitions. Games have been loosey-goosey with terms forever. Just look at agility versus dexterity. You look those terms up. Agility is your body's balance. Dexterity is fine finger control. Yet in D&D, we use dexterity for everything. It doesn't matter. There's nothing wrong with race. It was... I, I don't know. I can't read half my no, writing no. here. It was, yeah, it was no, historically no. interchangeable species. Just, just let me finish up here. And they don't want species because it cuts the legs out from underneath their anti-bioessentialism uh, argument. Rants. Yeah, arguments. Yeah. yeah. The, but but the thing is, no no one's really defined what species is. Yes, yes, they have. If a book uses the word species in the main book, it will define it. 
Yes, that's, and that, it that's doesn't the job of a meet. core book. Exactly. That's the job of a core book to define the terms. Mm. So if you have, if you're playing a game and the term is defined in the core book, that's the definition you use with respect to the game. That's all you need to know. But is yep. that what the word really means to me? Does I don't give a fuck what the word really means to you. This is what the word means to the game. Yep. And that's what you use. So for $10, thank you, weird guy, for $10. D&D is losing, and I expect layoffs. But I don't hide how I ignore D&D in my gaming life. I've been a fan of OSR before there was even an OSR. Even great OSR stuff isn't in my top three favorites, right? He's yeah. a Palladium guy, mm -hmm. so. I can see that. Um, but thank you for the $10. Yeah, and that's another thing that people need to understand. There are other games out there. And, and yeah. you know, I actually, I have a talking point about that later that I, that I want to save. So that, uh, um, anything you guys want to say about the fact that they're being really pedantic about what we, what a species mean? Now, mind you, they went into like everything from anthropomorphology or anthropology, sorry, <laughs> anthropology to, to scientific definitions to they don't really know what species means and there's argument about it. Well, Heathen Dog just gave you the answer. Yeah. The book says, the book it. says it is. And, and even even ancestry, ancestry is not new. They've used that already. Yeah, well, right now, uh, and I'll tell you that in the podcast they talked about uh, Pathfinder. I saw somebody say it in chat as well. Pathfinder uses ancestry. Fine, mm -hmm. it, it, irrelevant to me because I don't think the term needs to change at all. Now, to be fair, I I am for this change. In case anybody has to ask, I'm not for it in Dungeons and Dragons as a whole because I don't like change at all, and I feel it's unnecessary. Especially if it's unnecessary, don't do it. But mm -hmm. But, but, but for no reason is bad always right but i like it i have a video out there you can find it on the our youtube channel you have to look it up a uh, speciesism versus racism or something like that on our youtube channel maybe i'll put it in the description below if i remember but uh uh i talked about this years ago species i i think of them as different species so i'm totally okay with that and i'm not even talking the scientific definition of species which by the way i will be describing for you later uh i shouldn't say scientific dictionary de definition but the next talking point is this this is a quote from one of the weirdos on that live stream. Removing race does not remove the racialization. It does not remove the underlying problems. Of course, because you can't appease them. No, I mean, you, the, the, because the, you can't remove, just magically re remove the psychoses from inside your skull. Yeah. So we can't fix the problem. You have to go to a competent therapist to fix the problem. Changing words around isn't going to do it. Well, here, here's the question. What problem? Exactly. There isn't the problem. There isn't. That's the why there's no exists in this. one square foot between their ears. <laughs> That's it. And no, no amount of, of language change is going to fix your mental issues. So we can't help you. Now, We're I'm gonna just going to say. We're going to fail. I'm going to say this up front because somebody's going to put this into chat. So you may as well just get out of your system, and put it in chat now. I know there's a difference between Kingdom Phylum, Class Order, Family, Genus, Species, or whatever the fuck they use now because they've added some new ones, eukaryotes or whatever the fuck it is. I don't care. Um, <coughs> and somebody's going to say, well, that's really family. That's really genus. I don't care. We're going to use species in this conversation as everything. Got it? Got it? Go put it in chat how you don't like it. Don't care. So with that said, using the term species or using the term race, or breed. Oh, that's what they should use. They should breed. I'm a breed of humans. Um, you'll, you'll have half breeds. Right? No, you do know that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's no, hey, co-op the term. That's used as a bad term, right? Well, we can make yeah. it good. Everybody's half breeds now. 
Um, but you do know that cats and dogs are different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know that monkeys and apes are different, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not dolphins and whales? Yeah. I'm sorry, what in whales? Dolphins and whales? Sure. Yeah. yeah. They're different. Okay. So dwarves and elves are not just humans in funny skin suits. They're right. genetically or gods formed, if you're going that route, different species with necessarily different biologically essential traits. Stop thinking and treating uh, them as humans. They're not humans. They're the personification of tropes. What's the word personify mean? In a simplistic form, it means it is the, the humanization. It is putting in human form or ascribing human attributes to something not human. That is what demi-humans in D&D are. So I don't care if you use race. I don't care if you use species. I don't care if you use answer. I don't care what the fuck you use. I mean, ra- race and species really fits because they aren't real. They are the embodiment. Let's take that clay mold, and now I have a dwarf. But these dwarfs come with genotypes and phenotypes. I'm going to talk about that later, so I won't get into that now. Um, so I'll leave it at that. But I mean, do you guys have any disagreement with the fact, and if you do, go, go ahead and explain it, that they are nothing more than the personification of what you could call stereotypical tropes, whether mythological fantasy or modern fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the real problem has come in with the, with, the, with the fact that some people can't separate what is real and what is not. Mm-hmm. Dwarves, orcs, elves, they're not real. They're, they, are, they are ascribed by us human-like abilities, mm-hmm. but they're not real. You can't offend them, you can't get offended for them, and you can't get offended by them because they're not real. I don't I don't understand where all this all this uh crap is coming from because I understand what's real and what's not. They don't. No, they don't, they don't want to. They think that the game is meant for as an analog for real life. Express <laughs> and see their their representation. Yes. It, it's like they some don't even call it a game anymore. They don't want to call it a game. They said this is not a game. This is a you know a lifestyle simulator. Yeah, this, this is a you know an experiment. You know, you can experiment different aspects of life. You literally in... cannot. You cannot. They be- they believe that you can. <laughs> they they're believe that that's the true here. purpose of this is to is to not just have therapy. But to actually test out interactions in Great. the game, and then Even take dog. that to the real world and try to do it there as well. Do in real life, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I would like it's to a brainwashing simulator. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to experiment with something right now. Are you okay with this? I mean, go it's ahead. just a game, right? No, yeah. go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> do you know? Uh, well, I said this a, a couple months ago when this first came up. Everything that mazes and monsters said was wrong about Dungeons and Dragons is what they're proposing to do with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the argument against Dungeons and Dragons in the 80s in Mazes and Monsters was that people are going to take the game and blend it with reality and they won't be able to separate. And then Didn't they will Cyberpunk say some of that as what well? What they did in the game to the real world and you end up stabbing somebody in the sewer. All right. <laughs> you know, which is basically mazes of monsters. This is their goal is yeah. for people to so blend the the fantasy and reality 
you know, and then bring that self into the real world as an affirmation, you know, of, of whatever they're looking to do. And it just, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to any rational human being. These are truly emotionally and, and potentially mentally injured people. Not, not right? injured. And they need help. Retarded. Yeah. <laughs> they, okay. Retarded. They are retarded. It may have come from some trauma. You don't know. But <laughs> yeah. I don't right. care. But let's the, hit some the, super The end result is you are currently retarded. Yep. Mm. Let's hit a couple of chats here. Um, so uh, Dan Palea says, I mean, at this point, you may as well just turn D&D to a ger generic system like GURPS or Savage Worlds if you're going to do all well, this no, nonsense. That, that's, that's let me pull, let me pull my shorts down for a second. <laughs> that's what we've been saying for years. Uh, fifth edition is actually Watsy third edition. Yes. Yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. It's Wizards of the Coast third edition. Yeah. Yep. It's just that's what it yeah, is. Wizards Fantasy died a long time ago. This, this yep. is, yep. is Watsy Watsy third edition. That's what yep. it is. Exactly. Uh, that's why I said they should replace the term race, call it skin suit instead, because that's what it that's is. That's what nowadays. it is, yeah. Yep. You're, you're a human in a, in a demi-human skin suit. That's it. That's what they turn it into. He's amusing. Destroyed, you say? Man, quickly checks his one e-books on his shelf. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> My game is still safe. But you know, you know what I'm saying when it comes to that. Uh, I mean, while you can get some of these one e-books, they come with disclaimers now. Uh, I mean, they're... Sooner or later, at some point, I would not surprise me if they just stopped allowing you to get them through the PDFs or print on demand or whatever. Uh, that's why I got a couple extra copies of second edition, because I like second edition. I have I have first edition. But yeah, they're not going to destroy the books at your house. They're just going to prevent other people from getting their hands on it effectively. And let's be honest, people are lazy. Just because you can get it by photocopying 200 pages doesn't mean they're going to do that. I mean, somebody desperate will, but. Oh, uh, oh, here we go. For, did we read this one? Yeah, we did. Read uh, this yeah, one. Read this one. Uh, yeah, we, we, we read okay. this one. Thank you again for the $10 super chat. Oh, we just got another one in, but let me get through these two first. Uh, what about dogs and wolves? Dogs and wolves are a kind of a different story in this. They're different species, yes. But again, let's not be pedantic about what we're doing with the term species. They would be in the terms of game concept as either a sub-race or a breed or uh, an ethnicity. Because they are similar enough to be the same. They're still dogs. Right? They're the same family, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're still, still canines. They're the same phylum, or what do you call it, phylum. They, they can breed with each other, right? I mean, yeah. I have yes. wolves as a thing, yeah. So Yes. Yeah. They can breed, you know, certain breeds, obviously, but yes, <laughs> There, there, there are logistical problems with some yes, dog yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think Wolf the Wolf Chihuahua is not going to mix. <laughs> no. And I'm not blaming Mr. Max for this. That's actually a discussion that came up in multiple uh, areas that I was researching before this, where I saw people say that dogs and wolves, dogs and wolves, dogs and wolves. That would just be some sort of sub-race, breed, whatever you want to call it, because they are too similar in that regard. And I don't care on the scientific scale, kingdom, phylum, class, order, order, family, genus, species, on their, where they lie. They could be different species with the same genus. I'm not going to get so pedantic here that, okay, species doesn't work. We have to go genus now. No, just deal with the race. Race was fine. Species is fine. And then finally, before we get to Super Chat, yes, Brian James, you are correct, sir. This is where gatekeeping needs to take place. Stop people from, it's too late for this, though. And yeah, I'm part of the problem. This, yeah. yeah, I we, let we people in. We should be doing in. this 20 years ago. Oh, even more than that. But yeah, because uh, 20 years ago, Watsi started with third edition in, two, was it 1999, 2000? 
We played it right yeah. around that time. Um, stop people from outside the game attempting to change the game's terms. That should be at a gatekeeper's top priority at this point. You're absolutely right. You don't let people come into your model airplane club and demand to fly rockets. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, guys? No, it's fine. No, it's, that's okay. absolutely true. The, the only problem is, is that the company making the product is true. They want to get keep. Oh, yep. but people want to do rockets. Well, we'll do rockets too. Then very yeah. inclusive. All of we everybody. care about is, is 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 money, not the actual experience people have. Okay. Okay. I think no. sanitizing. So again, thank you for ten dollars, weird guy. I think sanitizing out racism from gaming is counterproductive. Right. Mm -hmm. We want conflicts to exist, but here's what they say before I even read the rest of it. They believe conflicts are based on individual pursuits, individual behaviors, not in uh, culture, cultural even, let alone uh, 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 the bioessentialist species race concept, right? So we want conflicts to exist so the game has stuff for us to do. Wait, so you can't make coffee? A fictional world with no problems is a boring place with no game. Well, that's just because you're a colonial racist bully that yep. wants to. <laughs> yep. The, the 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 audacity that you have to suggest that to have story you need conflict is is so problematic. That's a that's an asshole idiot quote. I mean, and Omenel is right. Corporations don't care about our gatekeeping. Not when they're true believers. You're right. Okay. All right, moving on to the next point here. I already kind of mentioned this, but uh, they want ancestry to be race and heritage to be subrace. Why? Because being a dwarf is... Okay, well, my question is why? I meant to end it there. Why? Why do they want this? Because being a dwarf is not just a lineage. Elves and dwarves do not, cannot mate. Somebody's going to try to correct me in chat, but uh, don't, don't go to some uh, napkin that somebody wrote on DM's Guild to say that they can. I'm talking the core concept of Dungeons and Dragons. They can't mate. They don't just live in different parts of the world. They have different biologically essential qualities. They are not just different ethnicity prone to osteoporosis or sickle cell anemia. They are different creatures entirely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's, it's, it's like trying to breed a cat and a dog. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But what about a tiger and a lion? That can happen. Yeah, it can, but that wouldn't be analogous to an elf and a dwarf. That's analogous to a, a wolf and a dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. they 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 have to understand that there is, you know, there is breed. Breed is within a species. All right. Um, so other ways of calling it is phylum, you know, same family. Same family. It's it's kingdom, phylum, class, order, yeah, family, right. genus, species. But I think they've changed that recently. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But the but the, the, the whole thing is uh, you, you can't have a half dwarf and a half elf. You can have uh, a half elf human because humans. Damn it. Don't uh, get. I got that talking point later. Oh, <laughs> but you're right. No, no, go, go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have okay. it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Um, here are three quotes that happened all within about two minutes of each other. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say these things out loud. How do we categorize while minimizing harm to others? What? What harm to others? I'll say it again. How do we categorize? So basically, how do we use a term? Race, species, uh, what is it that they wanted? I already forgot the term. Ancestry, whatever. How do we find a term, a categorical term? Because again, humans like to categorize, right? It's yeah. part of who we are. 
How do we categorize while minimizing harm to others? There is no harm to others. Yeah, Thank you. You have to actually have yeah. harm and there's no you know, harm. sticks and yeah. stones, bones, words. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole thing. We've had that for for a uh, hundred years yeah. now. There, there's 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 no way to minimize something that doesn't someone's exist. emotional self-inflicted um, emotional harm hang-ups there's nothing we can do about that you're right something that, that had no intent yep and, and no real delivery of harm yeah I mean, it, 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 it's the, the only delivery of harm and actual damage exists in their brain and their brain alone yeah. so there's, there's no nothing i can do about that there's nothing i can do Perfect. if i if if i say the sky is blue and you start crying <laughs> There's nothing I can do to help you because there's nothing I did to hurt you. I'm sorry. You have to get help and I can't help you. And I don't want to. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. Yeah. This is, this is, this is talking about uh, race or species, whatever term you want to use today. Recognize that they are social. So sorry. Oh my God, I can't read my own writing. Recognize that they are sociocultural beings. They're not just animals. Uh, they're not just real. Yeah, they're fictional. Fictional they're characters do not have animus that you don't give them. So the only, this is all, again, all in your head. It's are, not are, real. Are they, saying, are, are they saying that they have a universal socio and emotional characteristic no no what they're saying is that uh, a dwarf raised on one side of the world might be elf oriented because that dwarf was raised with these socio-cultural things that have probably come uh, come through generations of lineage so this dwarf is actually an elf okay so so what they're saying is that uh a dwarf raised by elves can learn natural resistance to to magic to 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 mind mind altering spells and only if elf, you choose that an elf raised underground can get a thermographic vision of some kind oh they've actually used that uh, uh quite a bit uh not in this uh podcast that i watch but uh that's actually come up multiple times is what happens if you're an orc raised by a human family, you wouldn't have those expansionist traits. You'd been taught a different way of life, even though it's just, that's like saying I raised my cat to be vegan. It's an obligate carnivore. You can't do it. It's impossible. It's partially possible to do it to a dog. It is impossible to raise a cat as a vegan, at least with their current science and, and not, and not kill it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, they, so the, the the people who are talking about this believe that you you can get an obvious genetic right. trait through I don't know cultural indoctrination. I'm gonna raise my fish to be as a cat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Th th see how long it lasts. Wait a minute, a <laughs> dolphin's a mammal, right? Why the fuck isn't it walking on all fours? And hang on, no, 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 no. no. You can acquire obviously gen obvious genetic traits through through acclimation to a society that has these traits is that what they're trying to say let's say that one more time sorry i was reading the chat okay they're trying to say that you can acquire obvious genetic traits just through acclimation to a society that has those traits i've heard that argument yes through okay. just one lifetime so then they were talking about multi-generational yeah, just, just one lifetime you know just 
whatever. Yeah. Just so, within one so, uh, an elf found by dwarves as a baby, raised underground, now has has the has now can have dwarven uh heat vision or heat uh you know th th thermographic vision they can have that now right is is that true is 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 that what the game has come to yeah okay bye <laughs> <laughs> yes you can as far as i'm aware you can pick your traits yes. yes yeah you can pick those those actual physical traits um they've actually argued that halflings do not have to be half the size of humans yeah yeah i've, I've heard that argument before uh, it's nonsense um well with heathen dog gone and i'm pretty <laughs> sure because he's done this before he's not coming back let's uh <laughs> let's just find out uh we'll move on here okay here's the third comment and then we'll get into the commentary um so they kind of talk about science fiction for a moment here so let me give you the background they talk about science fiction and in relating the word species and is it more okay to say it in a science fiction game than it would be, say, in a fantasy game? I think maybe it would, but uh, who cares? If this alien is a distinct species from what a human is, tell me why. That was, that was the claim. If I come across blob creature monster over here, well, and we're supposed to say that's a different species than human, please explain to me. Please explain to me how, how that is a different species. Magic. But even still, like, can you not look at it? I can look at a cat yeah. and I can look at me and say it's completely fucking different. Yeah, no, that's how you explain it in game terms. Magic. They all they all have a creation mythology surrounding them. Yeah, Heathen Dog just bailed. He completely is out of even the green room now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here, Dan Bloodworth. I'm glad I have somebody to share this topic with now. <laughs> I, it it really is, you know, and it really is a like such a stupid thing to go on. And and they they regurgitate this thing every three to five months or so. It just keeps on coming up over and over again because I guess they I guess they just feel like Oh, I'm not getting enough clicks on my well, the, you know, what is it? There's there's the four step is a round robin of four things that are always talked about and whichever yes. one's dying yeah, out, they push the next one. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, soon we'll, we'll have, we'll start debating about alignment again and yep. then we'll, you know, charm we'll and player to, agency, you know, works are racist again. That that's, that's due. That's due by January. I think, um, you know, and, <laughs> a date and, on and, that. I love it. Yeah. You can, you can almost, you know, you can almost mark these things on your calendar. You know, uh, when Twitter decides that, oh, we're going to do this again, you know, and then, you know, truly, I guess, I guess you would call them feckless, you know, um, you know, Crawford will come out and he'll just eat up all this crap. He is such and a then, cook. And then he'll put it out there, you know, and then sometimes when he really goes off the rails, then Perkins has to come in and, and do damage control. On, on the stupidity that he oh, just... Oh, I'm sorry. Had. I may, I mix them up. It's Perkins that's the... Crawford's just... Yeah, whatever. Crawford's... Yeah, Crawford is, is the one that's out there on the fringe. You know, um, he'll say this nonsense. I mean, he was the one that, that did this recent round of, oh, well, we're going to... You know, we're going to fix the long-standing issue of race by removing race, 
you know, from, you know, from the, from the rules and there'll be no more reference to race. And the very same Twitter people that bring this nonsense up is that, yeah, but the racism will still be there. It's like, you can't satisfy them. So they need to stop trying to, you know, and, and that's the, the lack of, um, intellectual maturity that wizards oh, of the Oh, I'm glad Coast you said have. that. That comes right up into my next talking <laughs> points. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, they just, they just don't understand that they can't win this battle. They can't. Well, I think they've battle. already won it. They've, they've at least won it in the game. I'm not going to say that they've won it in society, but they've won it in the game. D&D is forever gone. Our, our D&D, like you said, Watsy, yeah. Watsy, uh Fantasy Role-Playing 3rd Edition is what it is now. Anything that was D&D of the past, and I've got some comments about that at the end where I, I, where I kind of talk about some other games, but I'll wait for that because I don't have that on my page here. Uh, so to piggyback on what you're saying here, and then I'll hit some uh, chat again. Uh, what I wrote down here is these overly educated but have no common sense or actual word experience bubble babies want a perfect grand unified definition for the term species else it's problematic mm-hmm. but but of course it's only going to be one that they approve of yeah, so but they have to create the definition for it but three months down the road they'll change their own definition they'll change it again because because it'll still be problematic because they need to have a problem yes what I feel that they really want, although I, I believe they've already created this, so I don't know why it's such a big deal now. What they really want is for there to be no difference other than cosplay between a gnome and an elf. That's ultimately the goal. Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah, that's the way I feel too. It's like, so what's the problem? You've already got what you wanted. Pretty soon, you're not even going to have words anymore. You're not going to have elf dwarf. Just call yourself what you want. Oh, I'm a bleep blah blah. Okay, well, guess what? The new bleep blah blah, whatever the fuck I said, race is now in the game right now. Uh, it's it's not going to be anything meaningful. Well, I've got pointed ears and a forked tongue and a purple eye and and uh, a hole in my head. There we go. That's that's my race. Well, where'd that come from? Well, that's just what my race is. What? Or I'm sorry, can't say race. Can't say that's what my ancestry is. You know, that's the nonsense that they're going for. Uh, I'll get the super chat in just a second here when I get uh, all the chat in a moment. But thank you. Um, and what I, I underlined this one. What they really really want. Is for D&D races or species to be nothing more than ethnicities. One, that trivializes what the different races are. And two, it shows either a complete lack of understanding of what the races are, or they do understand, and this is what I believe, but are so jaded, evil, and consumed with grievance culture that they simply must project their own racist ideals because why should everything act human into the core system mechanics of a game based on myth, fantasy, and modern fantasy tropes. Oops, I just drew on my page here. What are your thoughts on that? Even if they even if they ultimately got everything down to just being ethnicities, uh, they conflate ethnicity with racism anyway. You know, so so they'll still claim that there's still racism. They'll well, I'm trying still... to give them the right words to use. Yeah, they, they, um, they did not use that term at all. 
Oh, God, no. They want to stay away from that like 10 foot. But that's what they want. They want the races to be ethnicities. Oh, you look different. You have the pointed ear ethnicity. You, uh, I have the long fingernail ethnicity. Yeah. Oh, I've got the three nipple ethnicity. You know, whatever. They want everything to be just some sort of weird. Oh, we're all interbreeding. We're all the same whatever blob. Yeah. It's just a different ethnicity. I think at this point, I think individuals like us, uh, you know, probably 99% of the people that follow us, you know, um, you know, anyone with the, with the books behind them and, you know, and, and all of that history behind them, none of this matters to us, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, well, it, we here's, why, here's it. why it matters. You, you make a good point. You make a very good point. It doesn't matter, but it does matter. And here's why. As goes Dungeons and Dragons, so goes the hobby. Might not be a perfect lockstep, but if you convince the biggest, the 800-pound gorilla, which maybe it's only 750 pounds now, but it's still the 800-pound gorilla, uh, to make these changes, you will have games going forth making these same considerations. How many games have we come across that have disclaimers on page one about racist tropes? How many games we play now that where they've gone in and changed certain, we'll call it sensibilities of the game? Because... Watsy's got the all-pervading money, kind of like World of Warcraft. You go back to the MMO days, after World of Warcraft came out, could you find a freaking MMO that wasn't a WoW clone? There are a couple, but I mean, to be fair, not many. Right? No, they, so this is why it matters to me. Yeah, and, and as that pendulum goes to the other side, you know, and, and like I said, one of the best things that can happen to this hobby is for Wizards of the Coast to have a horrible Q4. Mm -hmm. If they have a horrible Q4, you're going to see a major, major change. All right? Because then people are going to sit there and say, oh, wait a second. This isn't the path to breaking the 50% market share. All right? Um, you know, because that's that's the real challenge right now. Is to break that fifty percent market share. You know, I think I think five E was at fifty three percent, down from fifty nine. Okay. You know, um, and this is according to their own, you know, their own records. You know, this is what they were putting out to their uh, their shareholders uh, reports. Um, so they slid from fifty nine percent market share in 2021, All right to um, to 53%, and, and and that was prior to that third quarter loss. Now, most of that third quarter loss is on, on the Magic the Gathering, sure, but there's nothing that 5e is doing to make up the difference. No, there, right? there are multiple um, fact, factors that I, just from the people I've talked to, some people are saying, I'm not buying any more 5e products simply because I have enough. COVID's over. Uh, that was another one. I'm waiting for one. I've actually heard people say they're waiting for, why should I buy any more books? I don't need any of this stuff unless something comes out. I'll check them all out, but unless it wows me, I'm not going to buy it. So I think that there is some aspect in there that people are kind of waiting for 1D&D and see what happens. But I think 1D, personally, I think 1D&D is going to flop because they're not making any side happy. And on top of that, like for somebody like me, if somebody were to ask me, and yes, I was asked this by nobody on the stream, but I was asked this, what would cause you, what would help you to come back and buy Dungeons & Dragons to, to enjoy a Dungeons & Dragons uh, product? 
knowing that it will never be basic first or second edition again. And I have a very a somewhat simple, complexly simple answer to that. Bring back the themes of Dungeons and Dragons. Bring back settings, number one. Each mm -hmm. setting being unique. Each setting being its own feel. I want Cosmopolitan, I play Forgotten Realms. I want more rigid, I play Dragonlance. I want space, I want gothic horror. I want this, bring that back. That's number one. Make the settings, and I'm sorry, Grognards, but I don't agree with Gygax on this one. I go the other way. Setting first, game second, players third. I think the setting is the the, the most important aspect of, of a game like this. You can't have an all-in-one setting. That's number one. Number two, uh, remove all race, all class. Bring back the fantasy tropes of the races. Stop having backward think. Well, you could still put them in. No, that's backward think. The proper way is to have the rule book be the most constraining and then let people use their imaginations to open it up. Mm -hmm. If you do those things, I would probably play the game again. Now, I don't like some of the some of the aspects of the game look even if you want to say ascending armor class is better fine let's keep ascending armor class i will basic fantasy this and be happy with with ascending armor class okay right. but can we at least have our old saving throws i liked them they were quirky they're interesting you know they i not and i'm not talking will will fort that fucking that was the word actually i like five e's better than that one um i'm talking give me rod staff one paralyzation poison death magic you know give give me the stuff that gave it some heart some soul some feel uh, uh so anyway that, that's if you want me back which I, I don't i'm not your target audience although i only buy a couple of books right <laughs> like, uh before i move on i want to give you a chance to jump in there i know you got some stuff going on in the background uh, <laughs> like, got all kinds of stuff going on um no i i mean it, it's yeah there's not anything that they could do to get me back to playing the most current D and D. Um, I mean, they would have to, they would have to literally reprint a, um, just a better formatted a D and D first edition, you know, okay. and, and maybe like, like you said, well, and a couple sure. of those things like ascending armor class is pretty cool. Um, you know, not having the, not having the, the uh, two hit charts and, you know, those kinds of things. I kind of like this. I mean, to me, I just pick up Castles and Crusades. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's the best version mm -hmm. of Dungeons and Dragons um, that that is most closely related to advanced Dungeons and Dragons um, that I found. You know, so I'll just continue playing that. I don't okay. need, you know, anything coming out of Wizards of the Coast as far as because they can't touch anything that's older without destroying it. Right, um, right. Yeah, that they, they they wouldn't want to. First of all, they don't they don't have the creativity to do it any justice. All right. Um, they they hate the whole premise of Greyhawk. All right, because the whole premise of Greyhawk is built on a you know medieval European, you know. Mm -hmm. A theme so they're not going to put produce that that that's that's as colonialist as they can they can imagine because it's um, built on some sort of historical context that we can all understand it and figure out good guys and bad guys right but but they they they, they 
they already know that they cannot touch that. There's no way that they could touch it because no, no matter what they did, it would have to make it so dramatically different that the Twitter trolls won't bother them. All right. And then no one else is going to say this is Greyhawk, you know, so they just leave it alone. It's like uh, Dark Sun. They can't touch Dark Sun. They know they can't touch Dark Sun. Right. You know, um, I mean, the Forgotten Realms was there for when they took over. That's the only thing they really know. You know, and they didn't have to change it because it is so cosmopolitan that they could do whatever the hell they want with it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So there, you know, to me, Forgotten Realms has no heart and soul to it. It's it's too much of a department store. Yep. I know, you know, I agree. Um, well, I would say that in the past, Forgotten Realms didn't have to be that way because you had the old kingdoms and you had Cormir. You had these yeah. areas that were kind of self-contained. But there wasn't a lot done with them. The main areas was a Toriel, is that what it's called? Uh, the main area with uh, with uh, oh my god, where Elminster's from? I forget yeah. all the names of cities. Like 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 that was like you were saying, very cosmopolitan. But you could play in these other areas. You could do. I mean, and if you want to go even further, you could do Akadim, Mastika, uh, Karatur. But nobody really thought of those as Forgotten Realms. <laughs> they were. Right. They, we, you thought of Karatur as just Karatur. Uh, but. It's uh, some of the star chat before we move on. Baldahar way back in the mo moment ago said, uh, harm is when you take a bat and Nancy Kerrigan. So, mm -hmm. Shut up, Baldahar. <laughs> uh, humans are animals, you dumb fucks, right? That was kind of the point that I was making. You're right. Scientifically, humans are animals. So uh, that, that quote really, just, let me read it again here. It's like, um, recognize that they are social, I'm sorry, social cultural beings. They're not just animals. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Cook Show says nature nurture argument. That's, yep, that's mm. kind of what it was. Uh, a double sized halfling is uh, a human? Yeah, pretty much. That's what I would say. <laughs> if you want to be a double sized halfling, you're playing a human. Um, with just, uh, you decided to, uh, to have hairier feet, not wear socks, and uh, be, be a pudgy. I don't know. <laughs> like, so uh, Don Pelea says, Twitter is too problematic now. All of them migrated to Mastodon, except for Mastodon has told them to stop whining. Apparently, a lot of them have gone on Mastodon and started whining. Like, they're saying poo-poo words. Stop saying poo-poo words. And Mastodon's like, shut up. Stop reporting people or we're going to shut you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mastodon threatened to ban them if they yeah. keep on reporting everybody. Yep. <laughs> for $5, sorry it took this long, uh, weird guy, but I do appreciate the $5. Thank you very much. Uh, does the blue hair dye that comes, uh, that comes mandatory when you join a cult? Culture consultant class caused brain damage. No, the brain damage came first. That's the blue hair is the danger hair marking them as brain damaged. And spray painted like a tree that needs to be cut down. Raven says, uh, if they brought back original and unique settings, it would really give them a bump. I agree. Shown says, says nothing on earth could get me to buy a game I'm never going to play. Okay, I get you. Mm -hmm. And then this one, disagree. You can't design a game based on a setting if you expect longevity. That isn't what I said. That isn't what I said. Have your core rules that are constraining, that define what the generic setting is. I don't mean generic in the fact that everything can, or everyone can do everything. I mean that dwarves are short, stout creatures that get constitution bonuses and bonus saving throws to, to magic and to poisons. And because of that, now they 
have a hard time casting spells. They really can't do it. You can have a couple clerics here maybe, but they're not wizards. They have a 20% chance of having a weapon not working. That's the core rule, okay? And your setting though, you might have mountain dwarves and hill dwarves. You might have uh, cloud dwarves. And if that is your setting, you can still keep with those, those main tropes of the game and then tweak them. I think Dragonlance, to me, Dragonlance did the best example of that. Took out orcs. Mm -hmm. Took out halflings. Put in Kender. I'm not saying I like Kender. I, I, I'm just saying, but, you know, it, it put these All things... All they really did was replace them. Well, and gave them a different mentality, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tinker Gnomes, I think, go too far, because I like traditional gnomes. I hate Tinker Gnomes. But the, the point, but that's what the setting does. The setting tweaks those things. Mm -hmm. That's why I say setting first, game second. Because... Your, every game's homebrewed, as far as I'm concerned. Every game I've ever sat at is homebrewed. At some point, somewhere, somebody's changed a rule or two in the game to fit that table. So therefore, as long as it, it's, it meets the setting, then it's fine. So I just think that Dungeons & Dragons, modern Dungeons & Dragons, Watsi Dungeons & Dragons has a backward mentality of this. They want everything homogenized and expect you to close it down, and nobody does that. That's just not human nature, and we all know that. So, all right. Um, this is where they transitioned in that podcast to complaining that D&D is related to medieval Christian concepts and philosophy. Even complained about the word sapient. Um, well, I didn't see the podcast, so I don't know. Um, and I can't, fortunately, I can't see fine. anything that Quan puts on twitter because i'm blocked so well, uh, I, I i'm i'm actually suspended from twitter so i can't do anything twitter uh, <laughs> uh yeah. apparently you can't tell somebody to go fall off a bridge whatever fuck off twitter but um no uh, they're generally talking about like what other options would be or, or or what the meanings of some of this is uh uh and i don't have the exact quote written down but it's something like oh and they want they want uh, all races to be sapient and that's problematic as well or something like that like yes you have to have some sapience in order to be a fucking character class. You can't be a coffee mug. That's sentient, not sapient. Look, if you're so stupid that you're effectively a coffee mug, that's sapient. Um, like they did not like those terms. They thought it was. I, I want. I forget what that lady said, but it was, I think she used a word either problematic or something uh, similar to problematic. That sapience requiring sapience is an issue. This is what I would do with uh, if I had a table full of individuals coming to my table to play in my game. And let's say they had, they had no other game to go to. And I knew that they were coming with these, mm -hmm. you know, um, these issues, you know, these, these mental, emotional issues. I would tell them, all right, we are going to play Dungeons and Dragons and we are playing in a world where there are only humans. That's it. Well, then I'm not That's playing true. because you know what? You're ruining my creativity, my player only agency. Only humans. All right. Now, you can imagine your human being anything you know that you want to imagine, but you're still only humans. I would, I would, I would just turn the table on them and say, you know, oh, you could have these traits or whatever, but you're still a human. All right, you're not anything else but a human, you know, and and let them sit there and stew at the idea that well, this is what you're asking for. This is what you've mm -hmm. created. You've created something where's where my night vision to have anything but 
a human with a you know with yeah, but with but where's my horns. night vision where are my horns i want horns can i have a tail can i be a human with a tail uh do humans have tails no <laughs> well then yeah. then no then then this isn't the same thing i want my night vision my horns and my tail yeah <laughs> no that, I, I get what you're saying i agree with you yeah it, it's 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 just to take what they're to take their nonsense and turn it on them you know or or like i said you don't you don't cater to you don't give them a victory right all right and you know sometimes not giving them a victory means that you don't recognize their virtue all right um they have that none. way they, they're signaling to no one it's like you know so when they say oh well how which do you prefer i really don't care either way whether it's race or species it doesn't change the game for me right all right i can i can go back and i can i can bring out that that very first dungeons and dragons you know and it doesn't mention the word race or species in it at all. I said so. Whatever your you think. Well, it that has you're problematic doing, uh, uh, sexist language in there because of uh, was it uh, fighting man? Yeah. Well, that 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 that's the other thing. You know, it, it's like it, they're going to find something to bitch. Yeah, about. of course they'll find anything. That's why you just can't cater to it. You just just ignore it. Um, Again, it's you know, like you're reading my notes because I'm, I'm segueing into something that's very similar to I what you're saying. Ahead. I don't want to step on your notes. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. Um, it'll be the next part because uh, let me finish this one up here. So, uh, the so, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud. One of them said that uh, he or she has a fear that this codifies systems of oppression into the game, but never explains what that means. So you weirdos want species hyper-defined, but won't, or more likely can't, define what a system of oppression is when it comes to a game with racial traits or limitations or whatever. The game is voluntary. Yes. So you're, you're, you're voluntarily allowing yourself to be oppressed. <laughs> yeah, you're Stop oppressing yourself. Go yeah. away. Don't play the game. Well, no, we have to change it because if we still let you play the game, then I haven't done my part of changing the hobby and changing you because you're a bad person. Oh, yeah, you you're it. not going to change me. You're not going to change my game, you know? Um, and, and and that's what we have to keep on telling them. It's like, you know, they... When, when the OSR really started picking up steam, people on Twitter were starting to say, good, go, go create your own thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And the OSR did. And then as the OSR started growing in popularity, they started saying, well, wait a second. They're over there doing their own thing. And now we have to go there and try to infiltrate it, you know, to get it back to our thing again. You know, and when they tried that and it didn't work because the OSR is not a single company, it's not even a single 100 companies. Hell, the you OSR know, doesn't not, even agree with the OSR. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all over the place, and they found that they couldn't control that. Mm-hmm. And, and so now they're like, well, crap, we came here to try to control this thing, and there's no freaking head. We can't control it. You know, and, and then they they pouted off and ran away. That's when Sword Dreams died, because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't create a, a, a better version of the OSR 
that was really just their social justice warrior, you know, wet dreams. And it, it's just, they just keep on trying to like us, like a cycle, come back and come back. Just have to, I, I know you said it much earlier. We need a better gatekeeping. All right. We don't, we, we, we should not be afraid to say you and what you're bringing to this table is not welcome here. It does not respect the origins of the hobby. Yeah. Or not even any of the origins. It doesn't respect the traditions of the hobby. That's what I yeah, say. It just doesn't respect what I'm looking to do at my table. You know, it, it's just you're not welcome, you know, and, and that's we And we, it's okay to say that. Yes, we, we can't be afraid to say go play however you want at your table. I'm playing however I want at my table. All right. I don't need anything from you. I don't need anything from Wizards of the Coast. All right. I got my own stuff behind me that I've been playing for 40 fucking years. It's like, you think that I'm not going to be playing it for another 20? You know, it's like, I don't need that. And, and so that's, I think that we just have to, you know, just be much more vocal and yes. saying, Go do your own thing. Bye. You know, you won't be missed. So One-Legged Frog says it's too late. They're coming for the OSR next. The cancer there has already begun. I heard grumblings about that about six months ago. I haven't seen it myself because I don't go digging through the OSR. Uh, I've got enough games. <laughs> I don't need any more. But uh, I have heard people mention that uh, that there is an aspect of the OSR that's just as woke, if not more so, than Watsy. I don't know. It's... I don't know. No, not as much as Watsy is. And Watsy, like I said, is losing steam. They're losing steam. Um, so those people are going to move on. For $5, Crafty Matt says, there is an OSR movement starting. O5R is creating, playing, and running content based on 2014 5E and not the 2020 plus 5E. It's still, that's not OSR, first of all. Uh, and so, well, thank you for the $5. And secondly, no, 5E needs to die in a fire. Or it needs to be rebranded as just generic RPG number 4625 or Watsy, fan, you know, Watsy Fantasy role-playing. As long well, as 15 years from now, 5E will be OSR. Yeah. Once it's never 30 years that. old, it's OSR. <laughs> I will never accept that. It is not OSR if it doesn't have OSR sensibilities. But I do get what I do get what you're saying because I actually ascribe to your def, your three different definitions of OSR. But uh, I I can't I no don't don't make my brain explode please. <laughs> that's that's just something I can't I don't even want to know about that. Uh, Malachi says Quan and Chang are not part of the OSR. Courtney Campbell's when you have to watch out for yeah. Courtney Campbell is a big douche nozzle. Um, all right, let's let's go on here. So again, he, I said that uh, um, so he uh, doesn't. Explain what uh, codify systems of oppression is because it's a made-up nonsense term that uh, that has no bearing on a game whatsoever. But then they started complaining about life forms. Yes, the term life form, because that's how apparently Watsi or One D and D is is defining species is some some by life form, and actually use the argument: What if somebody wants to play an undead? I they can already. But not if you use the term life form. You're excluding undead. You're exclusionary. 
Matthew Mercer made an undead playable race. But does that fall? So do you see where this is going, right? The how pedantic yeah. they're trying to be like, well, you said yeah. life form. So now what is it? And they're serious. Now they, they spent like five seconds on it, but still. They have to keep on splitting hairs yep. to find a, you know, uh, to find some place where they can still three months from now complain. Complaint so, is their cottage industry. So, uh, so quote unquote, I'm quoting somebody apparently again. They want, oh, this is the sapient thing. I put the quote down here. Okay. They want sapient things, which is troubling or sentient. And then this devolved into uh, what are plants and microorganisms? Seriously, who is making a dandelion player character? If you do make a dandelion player character, it will be both sapient and sentient. What the fuck is wrong with these weirdos? Seriously, these were arguments made on the, and I, I wasn't going to point out every little nuance, but when you're making something, you're complaining about the word life form because now you're stopping somebody from being an undead player character, which you should stop anyway. And two, uh, you're complaining about troubling words of sapient and sentient because what if somebody wants to play a plant or a microorganism? You don't roleplay those things unless you're sleeping. Uh, it's, it's, again, you, you, you can't, you can't just keep on going around in circles and circles with these, with these people. It's just, they want to complain. And mm -hmm. no matter what you give them, they're going to continue to complain because that's their, that's their victimhood. Yes. That's their oppression. That's their... That's their whole being, you know, in in both life and that's their whole purpose in the game, all right, or in the hobby, is to destroy the hobby. And then once they're done, they will move on to something else, you know, and, you know, the, you know, I, I had mentioned in a recent video because I was, I was looking it over, I, I might have put it in a, a comment someplace. Uh, again, the numbers, uh, the demographics, there is a huge drop off of uh, role playing, you know, and particularly with 5e that comes around like age 28 or 30 or so. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a huge gap where nobody's playing it anymore. That, that's you know? career progression time. And, and they kept they, they completely leave the hobby at that point. Our generation, you know, I'm older than you, but um, our generation, we started younger and we played longer. All right. Um, we, we didn't just play during college years. You know, we played when you got picked on for playing. Yeah. You know? and, and we played long after, you know, our college years, you know, playing into our, our 50s and 60s and, mm -hmm. and even 70s in some cases. You don't have that. With the modern gamer now, they're they're isolated between like eighteen and twenty eight, let's say, and then the numbers dramatically drop. Well, they also play much differently than us, from what I gather when I talk to folks. They don't they don't 
plan on long-term campaigns. Nope. Uh, they don't play long sessions. Let's put it this way. They don't invest themselves in the game like we did. It's funny because on one regard, they invest themselves too much into the game. They put too much of their own personal ideology, their own their own person into the mm -hmm. game, but they don't invest in the game itself. And I'm not talking money. I'm talking the time, the commitment, how we used to talk about our characters outside of the game, how we talk about where the campaign's going, how I hope that a year and a half from now I can be level X so that you can get this you know exciting ability mm -hmm. or whatever. They're barely talking about next week. And then they're like, hey, uh, my three hours is done. I, I got to go home. I got, I got stuff to do. If so, they do three hours. Yeah. Right. They do less. And they 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 play uh, again. Watsy said it themselves. Average average five E campaign is six six is six yep. sessions. Six, six sessions. sessions. All right, that could be twelve to, you know, at at most thirty six hours. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's just not. That's just not a. Uh, that's not a campaign. That's not sustainable. I don't know why Wizards of the Coast. Would sit there and think that that is sustainable um, for selling their own product. Yep. Um, so, going back to the word species, mm -hmm. it reinforces this idea of being a type. Yes. Being a dwarf is biological, you dumb bitch. End of story. Due to the biology, dwarves have certain traits. These traits help form the dwarven culture. See, think again, it's backward think. They want everything to be culture-based. No, these traits, the fact that dwarves live underground, the fact that they uh, that they have this uh, infravision or, or night, whatever version you're playing, the fact that they can detect uh, grade and slope and passage, that they can understand stonework, all of this doesn't come from our culture does this. It comes from the, their, their genetic... Uh, was the, the how the species has evolved or was created by the god Clangadin? Yeah, to live that lifestyle. The culture came because of that, not mm. the other way around. But they think culture comes first. No, the nature side of this comes first. The nurture side comes as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so oh, they use this in a problematic way and using that term uh, for them saying that, not me, of course. Species can't be separated from evolution. Um, first of all, yes, it can. So I looked it up. What is the definition of species in Merriam-Webster? Now, there are multiple definitions given, right? But a class of individuals having common attributes and designated by a common name. Huh. So you're saying that everybody who's skinny, dexterous, and has pointed ears can't, can be an elf? Oh, shit, right there, according to Merriam-Webster, yes, it can. Mm -hmm. and if that's the definition that the game is going to use that's a good enough definition for a game now they kept talking i saw some of chat talking about well no there really is a defined no apparently in science there is an argument between anthropologists sociologists blah 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 on the definition of the term species but that like gets that gets into the, the, the same thing of the definition of space-time right depending on your argument string theory or whatever there could be a different meaning behind it however when i'm talking with bloodworth when i'm talking with crafty when i'm talking with heathen dog whatever we have a general understanding of what space-time means and that is the definition we go with unless we're being really pedantic and unfortunately they are being crazily pedantic now 
races, species, whatever. When it comes to game definitions are, I'm going to define this for you folks. See, you get to learn something here. So get ready to record this so that you can play it for everybody. Because I'm going to define what is a race, a species. I heard, what, what the fuck they want to call this stuff, right? When it comes to the game, definitions are this. First of all, it's a phenotype. The observable characteristics or traits of an organism that are produced by the interaction of the genotype and the environment, a.k.a. it is the physical expression of one's genes. So going back to the dwarf thing I said just a moment ago, mm -hmm. because dwarves live underground, because dwarves have an affinity with stone, because of these biological traits, they now have abilities because of that. They're somewhat magic resistant. They have a strong constitution. They can work all night. They can whistle while they work, whatever. Like Those, those are built because of the phenotype. Then you have the genotype. It is literally your genetic makeup, or in the case of a fantasy role-playing game, your divine creation. Uh, mm -hmm. Goblins were or orcs were created by Grumsh. He created them to be a certain way. That is the genotype. And then all of this demands bioessentialism, which becomes the end result, which is the personification of a mythological or modern fantasy trope. Mm-hmm. That is everything in a nutshell of what a race is in a fantasy role-playing game. I have defined it for you. There you go, Daniel Non-Asian Kwan. You, you now have the definition that you can go for, uh, forward with. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And I do have some chat started here. So, um, see, Daniel Kwan said this makes for a more confusing time to make a character. How, how does it make it more confusing having species he's talking about having species how does having species make it more confusing oh he was talking to, this is what he said he said something like well what if what if i want wings what if i want vestigial wings what if i want that's funny after the bomb a game i play has all that <laughs> if you want if you want to be some sort of dumb bird race and have vestigial wings okay you have vestigial wings you can't fly are you still part of that species yes daniel kwan you are you still have the same genetic makeup Dumb fucker. You need thing is he knows. You know he knows this. I don't care when the words were invented. I don't care. Hmm. Doesn't matter. And then he goes on to presume that cultural consultant. Oh yeah, let, we'll, we'll stop here. I'm going to read some chat uh, first before I go on to the next one. We talks about the cultural consultant. Uh, any thoughts on the whole genotype phenotype thing? No, no. I mean, pretty much it's it's just. Um... I mean, we knew the categories, you know, we knew the categories. We know how they're, they're supposed to be applied. And, you know, again, we're talking about a game. They're overthinking this crap. It's not that important. Right. So, so why, so one might argue, well, why are you talking about it then? Why are you arguing about it then? And I go back to saying, because as goes the 800 pound gorilla, so goes the rest. And somebody has to stand up and fight back against this bullshit. Mm. Somebody has to stand up. We cannot let them have the argument. And I'm fighting back with both emotion and facts. So I'm hit. I'm hitting all the nerves. Okay. Uh, all right. So Don Palio says I think OSC has playable mic in it. Okay. Oh, it leads into elves and guild guild wars were sentient plants, but you use it sentient, so that's problematic, right? It's the difference between a pat. Okay, yeah, let's go back to this one. Uh, uh, what I want to point out here is because I'm going to talk about it in a little bit is that other games do other things. That is true. Mm -hmm. Earth Dawn has playable trolls that can cast magic. 
Why don't I complain about that? Because it's Earth Dawn, not D&D. Earth Dawn didn't go in and change its entire lore, its entire canon, its entire traditions, whatever term you want to use to, to appease anybody. And unfortunately, appease people in other way. But um, it's the difference between a pastime and a hobby. You're right. You're absolutely right. We played it as a hobby. Or maybe they did as a past. I don't know, which it depends on how you want to look at. It. But I, I understand the point here. It's like, yeah, I do it just a little bit. No, I lived this. I would come home and I would make characters and I would talk to my friends about it. And while we were driving and doing our shenanigans to 16, 17, 18 year olds, we were talking about games and, and how we're going to do the next thing. Our campaign ideas. We were continually talking about it. We would play for, man, I don't even hear the young kids talk about this anymore. And of course, I can't do this anymore. But back when I was in school, we would start playing on Friday night, catch a couple hours of sleep between Friday and Saturday, still play all day Saturday, quickly go home on, on Sunday to shower and uh, <laughs> finally and to wash some clothes or, or to, you know, make sure your clothes are ready for school on Monday. Well, I don't do that anymore. I, I got to spend time on the phone. <clears throat> Did you ever play like that? Just to have those all weekenders? Oh yeah, well, we, when I was a kid, we played six days a week. I, um, ooh, I didn't play six days a week until I was in the Air Force, but we played three to four. Yeah, no, we played six six days a week, and it was you know it was essentially from the moment we got home from school, which was like two thirty, and we played until dinner time, like four hours a day every day, and then the weekends usually most of the day Saturday or most of the day Sunday, whichever one we didn't have to mow the lawn and do all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but no, we, you know, and, and that was for years. That was for like almost a decade. We played that with that frequency, you know, and that many hours and yeah, we mixed and matched with other games and everything, but our primaries were, you know, always our primaries. I mean, we, yep. we played, D and D or some version of it, usually a D and D um, for if there was six days a week, at least four, you know, and then Call of Cthulhu was in there or Twilight Two Thousand. Oh or, yeah, playing other games you know. was. Oh yeah, we was, played other games too, which yeah. is a, another big difference, I think, with modern players versus you know us grognards is that you know we we played a much larger variety of uh games mm -hmm. than they do oh um, absolutely and i mean it, there's always exceptions i don't want to say it's 100 percent, but no, but gen um, generally speaking the people that i talk to you're absolutely right they'll play well i play pathfinder and D. so okay so he's playing the same game got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i know there's one one person like that uh i work with he plays the new star wars and he plays i think it's pathfinder so yeah. that that's a bit different that's fine but i remember what what one weekend, so we had our study game, but then you know we we had <coughs> vampire going on, we had horn going on, we had yeah. you know some people playing traveler. You know, there's always something else to jump into. I played a ton of BattleTech. Like we didn't stick with one game. We might have our long term campaign, right? But with, mixed in there, we were trying other stuff. Yeah, we we had one game of each genre, and we tried yeah. multiple games within each genre. You know, so I mm. mean. We were pretty much set with D and D or Advanced Dungeons and Dragons when we went to that. When we went through the superheroes games, I mean, we tried Villains of Vigilantes, which is the one we settled for, and then we we tried Champions and we tried Heroes Unlimited, but we we settled for, you know, we settled for that when we tried several for um, Marvel superheroes for, um, and DC. Sci -fi. 
I mean, we settled with Star Frontiers. Um, there was only one spy. Like we tried, um, we tried uh, Secret, not Secret World. What's it called? Um, Top Secret. Top Secret. We tried Top Secret, but we preferred James Bond. You know what I'm okay. saying? It's like we we tried multiple genres, multiple games within those genres. But when we found, hey, this is the one that we want, we stuck with that. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like uh, different games, even if it's in the same genre. I like different games as a change of pace. Mm -hmm. But we always, until Earthdawn, we always went back to Dungeons and Dragons at some point. Uh, <laughs> Earthdawn kind of changed that one for us. We, mm -hmm. we found a game that we finally liked better for whatever reason. Uh, now, I haven't started a lot of chat, so I'm just going to move on here. So, so Daniel goes on to presume that the cultural consultant Watsi used is not good enough. So if you remember when we talked about uh, this, that Watsi said, hey, I hired a cultural consultant. And he's like, well, was that just a historian? Because historians don't really understand what history. Mm. And hey, now that we have maybe a historian on right now, mm. um, do you think you might have a concept of the term species in a cultural slash historical concept? <laughs> Like, do you feel personally disparaged by Daniel Kwan because he said that you know he really wants to know who this cultural consultant was because a historian isn't you know isn't up to task? I mean, I know Daniel Kwan wrote a you know wrote an article. I know that he wrote one of the adventures in one of the lowest performing books that um, Watsi ever produced. Um, Radiant Citadel was one of the worst performing books they've ever produced why don't they just tell this guy to go kick rocks i don't get it you because know because he's got I, grievance culture behind him yeah i mean I, I would i would just tell him you know bye you know if you don't like it don't play our games yeah uh, i mean those on the left have no problem telling people don't buy my game you, you know whether it's evil hat or you know any of those they have no problem whatsoever telling people don't play our games. Why they don't get the same. The, the problem is the true believers own Watsi. Yeah. I agree with you. hundred percent agree with you. The OSR should do that. But I think the OSR is kind of too smart for that. The OSR is like, I like everybody's money. Why would I say that? <laughs> no, uh, but, L, L asked about uh, Oriental Adventures. No, they had about eight i believe they had eight um they had eight japanese play testers at least eight yeah, something like that i know a bunch of names i forget the names in the book but uh yeah so here's what i want to say though hey danny boy you are no more asian than i am german hmm. okay and i i have no problems people can get mad i don't give a fuck he is no more asian than i am german I have German ancestry. I lived in Germany for 10 years, so that might actually make me more German than you are Asian. Hmm. Just because you got slanted eyes does not make you Asian when you're fully Canadian. In, in the purposes of being a cultural consultant, I, I, let me be very clear about that. I'm not talking about his ancestry or his heritage. I'm talking about in the purposes of being a cultural consultant. Hmm. So Watsi, Watsi, if you, if you hear this, Please hire my wife. It's not working right now. She'd be great at this. My wife is actually Japanese. I'd love it if she worked for you. 
in the hobby that I love. Maybe I'll even endorse some of your books. Hire my wife. She is more Asian than Daniel Kwan. Uh, and then he says, how do you define half elf and half orc? And then he started using terms like eco-species. I was like, dude, shut up. Yes, violence solves everything. If you do read this, I did write shut up in here. Here, I'll even show you. Can you see it on there? It says shut up. <laughs> They're not cultures. They are not ethnicities. They shouldn't even be able to interbreed. That's a personal thing. I don't like half, yeah. half orcs and half elves. I just don't. I never have. But that's a common trope, so I'm going to bow out on that one. But what is it, and Heathen Dog was here to actually start this, what is it that they all have in common when it comes to being a half-race or half-species? What is one half of every one of those species or, or races? It's always human. Because we are the diversity trope. Diversity is the human trope. We bridge all the gaps. Everything that you want everywhere else belongs in humanity. Let's play DM Bloodworth's game where we're all humans because that's what you want. Mm. Back to that. A half orc is a human and orc, and a half elf is a human and elf, right? Now, um, if we're getting we're closing up here. I can tell my writing's getting much bigger. Um, Earthdawn, you can play orcs, trolls, etc. Palladium, you can play ogres, goblins, etc. Somebody talked about myconids. Somebody talked about that elves are made out of vegetables. Hell, the orcs in Warhammer are made out of vegetables, right? But that's what makes those games interesting. That's what makes those games unique. That's what makes those games different than Dungeons & Dragons. Those games aren't Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons does not need to emulate every game out there. Dungeons & Dragons needs to be itself. Dungeons & Dragons should stay true to the stereotypes, not because it's better or worse, but because it is what it is. If I want to play a game where I can be a dwarven wizard, I can just house rule it into my Dungeons & Dragons game. Or I can play Earthdawn. Or I can play Palladium Fantasy. Or I can play whatever other games that are out there that have it, or I can add it into. It doesn't need to be codified into the game. Dwarves should not be magic users. D&D does not need to reciprocate those other games or how's really and like I said, because monsters are not people too. Mm -hmm. Hear me again when I say that. Monsters are not people too. Mm -hmm. Now I have some final thoughts because yep, almost done here. But I'm gonna let DM Bloodworth pick up uh, pick up on that. Put any thoughts there, and then I'm gonna hit my final thoughts, and then we're gonna pop into comments in segment three. I'm, I'm actually gonna boil Dungeons and Dra Dragons down to something even more simplistic. You only need one playable race whatever that is, human, let's say, you need dungeons and you need dragons. You have dungeons and dragons. All right? <laughs> Without those three things, you don't have dungeons and dragons. You know? So, I mean, they called the game what they called it for a reason. You know? And those are the only three things that you need to have dungeons and dragons. Everything else is superfluous. Everything else is just extras. You know, nice to haves, you know, and 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 so on. So, what they're trying to do here by splitting all these different hairs, trying to find, you know, they themselves are searching for a happy place, and they know damn well they're not going to find one because there's no way to appease even amongst themselves. Yeah. You know, there's no way to appease 
that their mental collapse of, of not having something that's going to work perfectly well. It just doesn't. And look how often way. they start to eat their own when things yes. like this come up. Well, when they, they find do. that perfect utopia, all of a sudden yeah. they start eating their own. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, they'll, when ultimately when their most ardent supporter of Wizards of the Coast is let go, all right, probably from lack of sales, um, they won't shed a single tear and they'll start leveraging the next person you know uh, that that whoever fills in that thing and and they'll probably be mortified if it ends up being one of the microsoft bean counters that came over there because then they'll know well shit now we're not going to go anywhere because this person only cares about money all right not going to care about a message they're going to care about money and that's ultimately i think where this is going to end up is that they're they're going to say screw all this creative crap we want money and one dnd is likely to become a video game like fortnite that's what ultimately what they want uh they don't care about role playing or or whatever they care about a video game with microtransactions and and pdfs as the sole source because they've already learned that they can retro um retrofit a a pdf where they made these mistakes and go back and and alter them as if it never occurred again all right that's ultimately where they're going as we continue to evolve (laughs) yes that so the daniel kwans are going to get left behind in this thing because Watsi is not going to be creating anything anymore. People are going to be creating that on their computer screen and on their virtual tabletop. There will be no content coming from third party into that into that realm. And they now they know that they won't be able to control a damn thing. So I, I, I see it that they're this is their last hurrah before they're completely um, eliminated from the conversation. I kind of don't want to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> Mage Musing says, I have to laugh when I hear a player say, oh, they <laughs> I hate playing humans. Uh, oh my God. You're making my brain explode. <laughs> I hope you're Canadian. Otherwise you have no excuse for that. Yeah. Um, so I have to laugh when I hear players say he hates playing humans because he's human in real life and humans are boring. Sure, buddy. You're so familiar with every human culture to be bored of it. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's true. The thing is, is humans are the diversity trope. That's the funny thing. Humans are the diversity trope. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, you can't, you can't be the type of human you want to be without having pointed ears. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any damn sense to me. Uh, I, I have no problem. Like I do, I play demi human races. Well, I play humans probably more so than anything, but I like playing gnomes because everybody gives gnomes a bunch of hate. So I, I, am the guy that plays the gnomes, uh, not tinker gnomes. I don't like tinker gnomes, but you know, the traditional gnome. But if you told me the game was all human, I'd be okay. I wouldn't be like, Oh, I'm so bored. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, what else did I have starred here? Started this one. It's always in the service of the mythical larger audience for people who aren't players yet. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, comics tried that, right? And see how well it worked out for them. <laughs> this was this is the best one. Microtransactions and microaggressions. That's going to be the new game. I'm changing my tampons to the coast shirt to no longer say sensitivities and safe spaces. It is now going to say microtransactions and microaggressions. I like that. That yeah. was good. All right, now now I'm going to hit up my final thoughts here, and then we will bring the we'll bring people in to discuss if they want to. This has gone really long, like way longer. So I, I hope we don't have a lot of discussion, but I want to give you guys time in segment three, as we always do, to uh, to chat. So here we go. First of all, I want you to understand that from, I didn't say it too much, I did say it a little bit, but I don't think this change was needed. Race was a perfectly acceptable term. Yes, mm -hmm. I have a video on this from like four years ago or so, where I talked about that species is probably the better term to use. I did that because I thought that it helped promote the idea that biosensualism is really a thing in these games. And that's how you're supposed to think about it. when I first started hearing that bioessentialism is bad, blah, blah, blah. So I love the fact, I love the fact that species undercuts their argument. It cuts the legs out from underneath it. It gives us impetus to say, ah, biological essentialism, they're species now. <laughs> so I, I'm actually a fan of that. So I don't care either way. You want to change the species? I think it's a bad move for D&D because it's one step further away from Dungeons and Dragons. But as I said earlier, that's just putting a pine needle on top of the compost heap. It's not really... It's not meaningful in any way, shape, or form, right? Um, now, I'm going to use some of their words against them. And this was based on that podcast. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, don't go watch it. <laughs> but humans are complex, flexible, constantly changing. Read many novels, settings, and worlds of the past. One trope, a good trope, that can be found is that humans are diversity. We are the agents of change for good or ill. How many times have you read these novels where oh, humans come in, ruin everything? Oh, well, the humans caused it. Humans caused that because we are the agents of change. We're the agents of chaos to some because they all have these bio. An elf lives a thousand years and doesn't change shit. <laughs> Might change the way a tree faces or something, you know, whatever. Um, but we humans are the protagonist viewpoint because these stories and worlds are created by humans. Remember, Dungeons and Dragons is supposed to be the age of man. Again, Dan Bloodworth here is giving away all my goddamn talking points. <laughs> but he was right. Play all human. If that bores you, fine. Have these other elements out there, but there's kind of supposed to be sidelined to some degree. We are, the humans are the protagonists. We're also the antagonists, by the way. Mm -hmm. Orcs don't exist, so they cannot write stories. No one is hurt, no one is marginalized, and no one is otherwise affected by orcs being evil, or from humans, or any civilized, sapient species perspective. Nobody is hurt. Nothing is problematic. No one is marginalized. And if you think that they are, you need to put your head underwater three times and come up twice. As my mom used to say to me when I was being a shitbag as a kid. So, all right. This segment went on crazy long. Turn off! Why won't it turn off? <laughs> First my computer starts acting weird. Whatever. Um, get back to that later. All right, so let's. Uh, I'm going to go through comments from last week. Then we will do segment three. So I appreciate all the folks in chat that uh, had uh, good points. Obviously, we didn't show all of them, but we did talk about a bunch of them. 
at some point I did have to speed it up a little bit. So uh, where is my comment section? Boom. All right. Well, Dan Bloodworth wasn't here for these comments or for the no. for this topic. But uh, so last week we talked about print on demand, and uh, and and Lulu because you know my issue with Lulu, right? I got I got banned from Lulu because I was using them to print out books. I thought that's what they're for. No, uh, in fact, I have the email saying that's not what they're for. <laughs> Directly from Lulu's mouth. No, really. If you if you have PDFs, if you go to like Bundle of Holding or whatever and have PDFs, I even have some books that I have from the creator, developer, author. You may make copies of this book. Uh, Lulu came back and said, "We're not a print house. You can only print your own stuff." Really. I had no idea. Yeah, nobody does because everybody uses Lulu for this. Apparently, I was the one asshole who got caught. Um, anyway, so we talked about that. And we talked about print on demand. Like right now, if you go to, uh, we showed a couple of books. Like if you try to get Mutant Mechatron for Free League Publishing, you can't get it. It's only PDF. Well, if you're Free League, if Free League, a game that you're con currently publishing, currently producing, currently is active uh, uh, development, right? We should be able to either give us a hard copy of it or let us have print on demand. That, that was the general premise of the segment. Mm -hmm. So, Bounded Accuracy says, I don't understand this. I've written and published three games now. I've always set aside a grand for my layout guru. Layout is expensive. There's a difference between the web PDF and print PDF. As somebody used to work in printing, yes, yes. And the covers need to be done separately. Bleeds and all that other nonsense, yep. Uh, for every option, but I still do it because I want the option for everyone. There's also the printing, yeah, printing costs offset, etc. I'd gladly discuss with anyone who uh, wants to understand how this works. Yes, there is a cost involved with that, and you know what? If you're just putting out a, a dumb little uh, you know, reference or module, or even if you just, you know, what, let me test the waters with this game, I get it. But I'm talking people like Free League. I'm talking people that. Uh, you know, Modifius, Free League, Chaosium, whatever, you have to have your books available for print on demand or a physical copy available from your website. I mean, Palladium, I think, I don't like the way Palladium does it in this regard, but at least I can buy the physical copy off the Palladium website, right? Mm -hmm. And then the PDF off a of drive through RPG. I'd rather have them be combined, but that's fine. I, I can still get the print, uh, print copy, so I'm happy. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I, I mean, I prefer, I prefer to have both. You know, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So any any chance that I can get um, get a soft cover and the PDF, I'll certainly go that route. Um, I, I'm just I just was not aware that you could use Lulu as a print. <laughs> I thought that's what they were for. I got my account banned for it. So there was careful. a few that I was going to do that with. There was a few items that it was like people still do it. In fact, people are teasing me on my Discord on occasion, <laughs> showing yeah. me taking pictures of the books they just got off of Lulu. <laughs> so like I'm just saying you just lost you the lottery that day, you know. What what's that? You just lost the lottery, that's all. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um yeah, but no, I always try to, you know, I, I like to have both. And sure. uh, I, I think that publishers should, um, realizing that it's um, print on demand is, is something that's been growing uh, much more popular than it was, um, mm -hmm. you know, or, or just wasn't around as often as it is now. And, you know, I think publishers should, Always have that option. Yep, hundred you know, percent agree. Of, of having both, and and 
you know, stop so much with the hard covers, you know, uh, because they're they're just hugely expensive for both them and for yeah, people, us. People like hardcover. I, I still get some books in hardcover, but I do get it. There should be a soft cover print on demand available. Yeah, absolutely. There, there should be, you know, there should be more options, and they, it should almost always be the case that there's at least one physical copy and one PDF uh, bundle for virtually everything. All right, Aaron Dragon says, this is kind of a long one here, uh, but it was a good one. So Free League is bad about doing reprints for game products that are not core game book of a game line. Technically speaking, I think, and I don't know if this is being pedantic or not, but I think Mechatron is core line because it's its own standalone game. Nobody does it that way, but I'm just saying it's its own, but uh, we'll see. But Free League isn't the only publisher. And this also seems to be more common of an issue from publishers that primarily use Kickstarters for print runs. I hadn't noticed that, but that might be true, yeah. These publishers use Kickstarter to do a single print run, and that's it. Now, now Free League, from my understanding, has reprinted Mutant Mechatron a couple of times because I saw it in print a while ago, and I ended up getting a copy for somebody, but then it went out of print again. So, uh, we got lucky, in a way, that Free League did a reprint of Gen Lab Alpha. Yeah, I, I know some people who got that one as well. So I think Kickstarter is part of the issue for these particular publishers. It might be, but all they have to do is say, print on demand, and then I can get it. I mean, they're charging $25, $29 for fucking PDFs now. I don't know if you've seen that skyrocket in price for PDFs over the last year. Yeah, yeah, I see it with Watsy. Watsy puts out, yeah, $30 for a PDF is ridiculous unless... Unless you're you're talking about like 400 pages or something like that. Yeah. So now now this one, the reason the time of venture design isn't getting print on demand is stupid. And it was for that purpose. It's over 500 books. And Matt Finch didn't want to do that. I have some books from Drive Through RPG. There's 600 plus pages that have had no problems. One is 1,100 pages. So this is a personal choice by Matt Finch not to do this. That might be. Um, yeah, I, I I would like to have the book. I like things in physical copy. I just I and I didn't back the Kickstarter because I didn't know about. It. That's another thing that frustrates me. Sometimes I don't know about a Kickstarter and I don't find out about it until it's too late. Sometimes I don't have the money at that point in time and need to buy it later. And I well because you didn't back, you weren't the 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 fiftieth backer. You don't get to have it in hardcover. That's fine. I don't need your special cover. Just give it to me in soft cover. Give it to me in print on demand. Give me something. But I need a physical copy. And the third one, I have used Lulu to print PDF books uh, for so far. I did use another site, Home, was it Homey Inc? Homey Inc? I don't know, uh, well, I, but I'm going to check it out later. But the cost was like three times as much, right? Oh Lulu's, costs, Lulu's costs are the only ones that were reasonable. I've actually looked into some of this as well. Lulu had reasonable costs. That's why I used it. That's why I, I printed out a bunch of books. Just a warning for folks out there. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm not shaking my finger at you saying, nah, ah, you're bad. I'm just saying, if you do it, be careful. You've been warned. I, I say you still should print them out there. So, And with that, I am going to end segment two because it's crazy long. <laughs> there you go. Please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you, Dan Bloodworth, for being on here. No, no uh, I do appreciate that, especially since Heathen Dog left and he full on bailed. I wish he would have been here for some of the reaction of the other stuff. That would have been awesome. Uh, it's up to you if you want to hang out for talking with uh, some folks, depending on how many pop in or if you want to head out. Yeah. I leave that. I'll hang out for a little bit. Okay. okay. Well, it's not done yet. <laughs>
All right. So you folks know this. You know the rules for segment three. You gotta be follower subscriber. Pithy. One topic or anecdote. This is not time to bloviate. This is one topic or anecdote, especially since I know people are going to have some thoughts here. Uh, you're going to say something. We're going to follow up. You're going to say one more thing, and then you're done. Bam! Uh, that's just how it works for segment three. It's like the old radio call-in shows, okay? Uh, let me get the link out there to invite a folks in. And don't be mad at me. That that's how we do it. This isn't the Friday chill stream. And... Come on. Join us. Boop. There we go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew that was going to go long. That's why I didn't do the video side of it. That's why I didn't play the video. <laughs> because I wanted to stick to my talking points. And that was kind of it. And, of course, Dan Bloodworth had his own as well. But I'd say if we'd have done the video, we'd probably be, what, four minutes into it right now? <laughs> of a 26-minute video? It was Friday chill stream I'd do that, but not, not here. So, uh, I'll give you guys about a minute or so to pop in because we are running really late. And uh, if no, I'm, I, I'm not going to force it. Like, please join, please join. Oh, but we do have somebody joining. So, all right. And we have our favorite person who wanted to get smothered by a tentacle. Uh, how are you doing today, Nerdy Ogre? Hey, how's it going? Oh, still alive. <laughs> that, that, that is true. Uh, yeah. your, your skin's a little yeah. bubbly. All right, what you got for us? Well, uh, no. Well, first I got to thank you and Heathen Dog. Uh, for for segment one, uh, I've I've made so many uh, uh, Palladium characters. I kind of gloss over the the uh, rolling for the attribute section. I I haven't read any of the extra stuff in the ultimate book, so I didn't know about the penalties for uh, rolling low stats. It's the only so, game in Palladium that has that uh, that mechanic is the Rift's ultimate, at least as of so far. So what, what what's the topic you want to cover? Fortunately, uh, uh, fortunately, uh, the lowest one was eight. Um, oh God, it just went right out of my head. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, well, I know I've, I, I, I believe I said this Friday night. Um, the uh, 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 bioessentialism, with, mm -hmm. with uh, you know, a three percent difference between human and ape, mm -hmm. but you know, um, the the ape, you know, no. Great cities haven't been to the moon, you know, just only a three percent difference. So and we can't uh, procreate with them yet. <laughs> oh, please don't say yet. You but, know somebody's um, tried. <laughs> well, I I've heard some things about Germany in World War Two, but um no, but uh, uh where was I going? Um so apes, apes yeah, haven't flown um, to the moon yet. Yeah, yeah, apes haven't been to the moon yet. But um, I mean, we 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 can you know uh, harvest organs from them. You know, we can, we harvest, can organs harvest organs. Pigs. Pigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but, I mean, but once that again, doesn't make it's us the same species. That doesn't make us like. It doesn't make pigs and humans act the same. <laughs> I've met some people might make you want to question that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, there is. I don't understand why it's such a hard concept that there is a difference between the species. Now, calling it species, calling it race, meh, tomato, tomato, whatever. You know, it, it, it that that's just, you know, if you want to call it race, call it race. You want to call it species, call it species. Uh, but, I mean, just the 
sit there and play professional victim and, and ruin it for everybody else. I mean, yep. go no, away. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and it really comes down to uh, the pedantry that they had trying to like define species. We don't need to define it because it's defined in the game. An elf is a species. A dwarf is a species. Humans is a species. It's been defined. Deal with it. Right. So, so last comment. And then right. I got it to go. Yeah. And, and uh, well, I'm, the uh, yeah, everything should be defined. If if there's something in the in the rule book, it should be defined what it is. You know, race. You know, and it doesn't have to meet your right. anthrop. Or your I keep saying anthropomorphic. Your uh, your uh, anthropological. Where the fuck I cannot talk. Jesus, anthropo. He's an anthropologist. There you go. It does not have to meet that definition. It doesn't have to meet no. even biology's definition. Whatever definition. Watsy puts in the book, that is the definition we're going to use. It's a game 90% takes place in your head. You, As long as it's clearly defined in the rule book. That's why I love Palladium so much. It clearly defined what the alignments were. You know, it's, it's so far as I know, it's the only game. It was the first game I ever came across that actually did that. And so, you know, it defined its terms. That's all I ask. Define your terms. All right. Well, thank you, Nerdy Ogre, and uh, hope to see you. Remember, we're playing again Wednesday real quickly to finish up that. <laughs> Six o'clock. Six o'clock Central. Yep. All right. Talk to you later. All right, Mar Hawkman, what you got? Well, this is something I mentioned in chat earlier, but my, my biggest um, question regarding this change is when are they going to rewrite the entire book to uh, fit this in? Because well, the they're doing it for that, they're doing it for one D and I mean, so it is going to be the new game or whatever they come that's coming out yeah. in twenty twenty four. This is just well, this is just the the uh, of the play testing portion of one D and Well, well, one of the things I mentioned earlier though is the whole thing of like wood elves are elves, but not all elves are wood elves. <laughs> yeah, it's like one's a race, the other's a species, and they're changing the book from going by race to species without I don't think that at this point in the, the thing they've actually seriously thought out just how many things they would have to change with the way the book is written. Yeah, but I don't think they have to change anything. Again, you're you're taking this pedantic view of it where it's like it's got to meet a certain scientific definition. No, it doesn't. They can call it whatever they want. And well, uh, that that's what I was saying uh, about for um, when when Quan and them were doing this nonsense is uh, like, oh, species means this. No, species means whatever that book says it means for that game. <laughs> like, that's what it means. I don't care what you say it means. And, I, and I'll go back to dexterity and agility. We combine in Dungeons and Dragons, there's only one attribute for it, ability score, and that's dexterity. That's it. Nothing else. But in the real concept of things, dexterity is just fingers. Agility is your ability to uh, dodge an attack, to, uh, to, to, um, to use your body for purposes of balance and so forth. But the game defines dexterity as being all of that, and we accept that. Well, well the question is so much the specific definition they're going for, but how they're going to, to categorize the uh, things that they're talking about using definitions. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Unfortunately, you're kind of breaking up there. They're so going caught... to put them into uh, the the final, you know, print copy of one D and D, whether it be yeah. PDF or or print. Um, 
it's not going to matter. They're going to, you know, they are going to codify it, you know, and, you know, moving forward, this will, you know, like, like Max said, this is all play test right now. And they're talking about it. You know, they probably 99% of where they're going to go with it. I don't think that the, the play test is a true play test. Um, you know, they already know what they, they want to go forward with, but, when a time comes, they're going to put it in print and they're going to say, this is the new canon. You know, now they were going back and forth. Well, not really back and forth. They were saying this is not a new edition. But, you know, if they, <laughs> right. you know, if they significantly change it, it's a new edition. You know, yeah. let's not be, you know, they're only talking about making it backwards compatible to the player's handbook of 2014. Nothing else but the player's handbook of 2014. So they've already hedged on that as well. And, you know, it's not going to be compatible with 5e um, because just look at the changes that they've already, you know, spoken about that they will be in there. You know, um, it changes every every class, every mm-hmm. race, every or whatever they want. And now they're going to call All them the backgrounds or whatever they're calling but, them. Yeah. But they've made so many you know, so many major changes already. Hey, of course, it's a new edition, but it will be in print at some point, And then you'll decide at that point whether you will move from what you're currently doing to that or, you know, buy that on top of what you're already doing and, and, you know, mix and match what you're doing or say, screw it, I'm not going either direction and I'm going, you know, to something completely different. Yep. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of, of, final, final comment. I'm kind of in the watching the dumpster fire mode <laughs> at the moment because I'm not expecting this to go in any direction that's good because the whole like changing races, species thing, they take like four or five different groups of elves. Like, oh, you're all just elves now. Wait, how do you make them different in the game then? Well, uh, they, again, Daniel Kwan and them talked about that. I'm, I'm going to let you uh, pop out here so uh, you, can, you can still hear while you're in the little green room area. Daniel Kwan. And thank you, my Hawkman. Do appreciate that. Uh, he talked about that. So they started getting into the concept of subspecies and so forth, kind of like what we'd call subraces now. And one of the the commenter, one of the panelists, said, "Instead of going down, we should be going up." So, and this is why I didn't want to get in the whole Kingdom Phylum class order family genus species thing because they actually got to the point of saying it should be the elf family, and then the wood elf genus and then your wood elf from this area speed is like okay you guys are getting way too far getting off you know getting off the rail but they mm. talked about doing that i mean that's why i was joking at the beginning like oh we got to stop a species now everything has to be genus well if you look at it look at shadowrun shadowrun does that when you're goblinized in shadowrun you you are homo something if you're human you're homo sapien if you're an elf i don't know what the hell, the hell they call them but you're like a uh, homo uh, leaf eater i don't know but um, <laughs> but uh, our knife ears. But but you but you get the point where it's like okay, you could go to the genus level, but I don't think any of that was important. They changed it to species just to get away from the term race because it's bad, and they opened up the biological essentialism argument, and I'm thankful for that. So, all right, let me uh, bring one more in. We've got one more to talk to. Thank you again, Mar Hawkman. Uh, all right, Raven. Sorry for your wait there. How, what's going on? And uh, what you got? Not a problem. Can you hear me fine? Yep, got you loud and clear, sir. All right, really cool. Um, really quick, um, this whole um, talk about species, race, and all this stuff, isn't the mention of race really only in the game book in and of itself, and it's only 
like as a chapter, really, just describing the chapter, it, it doesn't really play a part in actual settings, correct? I mean, depending on the setting, the um, people, whoever, they call themselves whatever, like in Mistar, the halflings, they call themselves hen. They don't say okay. I'm part of the halfling race or species. I would say in casual conversation, you're right. Uh, like DM Bloodworth said earlier, it's a game mechanic. And, you know, yeah. uh, now I think humans may do that. Like if we're talking about like, ah, oh, the halfling race, they, they do these things, you know, because we have those kind of proclivities and stereotypes. But would would I say I'm a human race? Eh, maybe. I mean, I guess we do say that. Uh, but I don't I don't think of it that way. So I, so I think the point you're making, I agree with. Hmm. OK. And also, like, and, and maybe a lot of those fans say they wouldn't really say I'm human. I'm like, I'm of this kingdom or whatever. I'm, sure. I'm yep. Trolladarian. I'm, I'm, or... I'm an Englishman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Jim Bloodworth, well, before you go, Jim uh, Bloodworth, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, I think he's right. I, I think that, uh, number one, um, I think it is very human-centric, uh, even the language. Um, because halflings probably don't call themselves halflings. Um, you don't <laughs> yeah, know what elves call halflings. I'm half of what? Yeah, <laughs> for all you, don't, yeah. Call... you don't know what you don't know what elves call halflings. You know, um, it's always in the term of what what's the common tongue. The and the common tongue is a human tongue, so it's the common yeah. tongue for you know all of them. So yeah, it's not race is not dealt with in the game or in the settings in a in a social construct. Um, it's simply just a game mechanic, yeah. you know, and then whatever you want to do in your world, you know, and, and have them go about it. Like I, I, I actually looked up and saw, well, what is the Elvish word for halflings, you know, and it's a preanath or something like that, you mm -hmm. know, you know, broke out the, you know, one of those translators, you know, <laughs> that they have there. And, and so it, it's just a. It's not something that we focus on because it has nothing to do with playing the damn game. Just right. play right. the game and you won't have a, you know, you just set all this other nonsense aside. It's not important. Mm -hmm. oh, Can yeah, you find a follow-up there, Raven? Uh, no, is, is, and I like what Dean Bloodworth said about it. This language is really just human-centric because, like you said, um, doesn't what does an elf call themselves? They don't call themselves elves. Like in Lord of the Rings, they call themselves Noldor or Sindar or right. Actually, Eldor as a whole, I think. Well, no, not even that, because there's a difference there. But yeah, it's like you said, it's very human-centric language. And yeah, mm -hmm. I just well, the game is written by humans. That's why even Gygax goes back in time said, uh, okay, if he didn't say it directly, he certainly alluded to it, because I don't have the quotes in front of me, that uh People should play humans. It's the age of man. You are not an elf. You can't think like an elf. So why are you trying to play an elf? Like, again, I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. there. I don't agree with that fully, but I understand that sentiment. And I try to keep that spirit true where humans are where the story is. Everybody mm -hmm. else is kind of on the sideline as, as, as a, a race, a species, life forms, whatever term we're allowed to use. Uh, because because it's easy for us. Can we really imagine an elven kingdom? Because again, that's a word we would use. What would the elves do? I mean, is it? Do they live in trees? Do they live inside trees? Are they are they uh, are they part of the sylph and fey community? I mean, we don't even talk about the fact that they're kind of fey creatures. They're, they're, mm -hmm. You know, depending on what world you're on, yada yada yada. We could parse this down for days, nights, uh, you know, weeks and years here. 
but ultimately we're humans. We're going to see it from the human side of human point of view. So why are we trying to play all these weirdo things and not play more humans? Yeah, exactly. I, I and I'm I like that too. I, I I'm 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 more privy to have majority human parties, a lot of humans in, in my games. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Raven, for being here. Appreciate it, and I hope you have a good weekend, sir. You too. Thanks. Yep. Have a good one. Dirty, dirty Karitan. Yes, I said it after you left. <laughs> he plays BattleTech, so he does a lot of uh, BattleTech. So <laughs> I had to get my shot in. Because usually they're getting the shots in on me. Uh, one last comment that I want to put up here, and then we're ending the stream, and that is uh, Elfrace in Dragonlance. You're right. It's Kagnasty, yeah. Qualnesty. Yeah, they had different... Uh... Yep, and Sylvanesty. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kagnasty were the wild elves. Qualnesty were the, uh, were like the, I guess, you the not high, high elves, like the middle elves, and then the yeah. Sylvanesty were the snooty, so snooty elves. The high elves, yes. And Tannis was, yeah, Tannis was called Halfbreed, yep. Mm-hmm. So... All right. So with that, where's the link? Uh, I put the link in the chat, Bruce. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I got to go. The stream's been long. We're over four hours. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. Uh, you can yell at me on the Friday chill stream. Save it up until then. Pop on the Friday chill stream and you can <laughs> go off. But it, it was in uh, was in chat. Uh, I, I'd put it in again, but I really have got to go. We're over four hours here and I've got things to do, but I do appreciate the, you wanted to pop in here. So real quickly, everyone, uh, that's the timestamps for stuff that we do. You can check links, stuff in the description below. Hey, that's a charity we support. And of course we like our uh, hashtag RP gate. This is how we feel you should play games and how they're the best for you. So with that in mind, I'm going to put this back up. We'll have no final words of wisdom today because Heathen Dog left with all his wisdom. His wisdom was to leave. Probably everybody else should have as well. So, uh, but uh, thank you once again, DM Bloodworth, for being here. If you guys have not subscribed to DM Bloodworth's channel, you should do so. As a matter of fact, who do I see in chat? Oh, there's Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Lombardo of Dick's Division. Go ahead and subscribe to him as well. Who else do we have in here? Um, oh, Bruce found God dang, snuck in right under the gun. Got to make it quick, sir. Got to make it quick. He, sn- he found it. Okay, what you got? <laughs> okay, so we need to not be discussing. Uh, I understand there's a lot of you that want to like react to Twitterese or Tumblr followers. Don't go go create something. Go go make something. Go make something better than what they've got. Okay, and if you have to go back to the old game and you have to cut and paste to make your new product, that's fine. That's still better than what they've done, which is outright. It's more creativity, even though it's a lot of cut and paste. <laughs> hey, creativity's fine, and and there's sometimes where you need the, you need to have that that level of uh, cut and paste in order to get what you're wanting to achieve done. There's a lot of people they've made a lot of D and D clones. Look at yeah. look at that big OSR swollen uh, stack of, of books there, mm-hmm. but if if you've got something that you want to bring into the game. Please go do it. Don't don't spend your life on Twitter getting pissed off. Well, I'm suspended from Twitter now, so I can't. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, right? I've, my fourth account got suspended from Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Bruce? Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually end it right there. We're gonna pretend that All was right. a mic drop. And uh, everyone, have a have great me. one. Thanks for having me. You are welcome, sir. Bruce, thanks for popping in. And here we go. Oops. Nope. Wrong button. And I'm doing the Joe from Biggest Geekest now. And...
Thank you.